Video Game Pulse. Episode 306. Everybody, I am Millennium X17. And I'm Doc Katakito. There's no Kaz. There is no Kaz, but there is, however, a new change in our setup. Ooh, yes. Yes, yeah, so uh, we are trying to record on Discord. For but, uh, the first actually, time. No, technically, we're not recording, we're recording on Discord. We're recording on Audacity, but we're yeah. uh, talking to people live chat. on live chat on Discord. Live chat on Discord. So recording is the same as it ever was. Yes. So, still on Audacity, but people are listening to us on Discord, which is really cool. And uh, hopefully it won't give us nearly as many problems as Skype did because, my God. Yeah, ever since I, uh, my computer just recently, the hard, it, uh, hard drive went, it, I, you know, it got replaced. The place was actually able to save all the information off it. I had to go back and re-download everything, though, and I yeah. got the newest version of Skype, which is just, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, and it, it, the, the weirdest thing, though, that, that was plaguing us, and it was just this past uh, Monday on uh, the uh, E3. E3 special, what happened was is that the input volume on Audacity kept changing, and I noticed it before we got started, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, why is this all of a sudden I go really super quiet, and all of a sudden it comes right back, and I'm super loud, and it's like, what in the world is going on? And I'm like, wait a minute, Skype. I check Skype. Sure enough, it's the, the you know the input volume thing is is, is tur- you know the auto adjust volume is turned off. But I'm like, I wonder. So I turned it on and I turned it off again, and then it stopped affecting the uh, <laughs> audacity. And it was yep. like, do you f- really? Yep. Really. Uh, the unfortunate part about that was that we were rushed on the uh, the, the E3 special this past Monday, and as such, we uh, had to get to the get into right then and there. Yes. Uh, as such, my volume, uh, the input volume on Audacity isn't set to where I normally had it. As such, my voice sounded pretty well blown out, uh, <laughs> like I was shouting at you at all times. Uh, everyone else, I don't think, had a problem because not everyone else speaks at the same volume that I do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's a thing. Yeah, but there's no Kaz. I've been told there's weak sauce. There is weak sauce, yep. Weak sauce. Uh, side notes. Do you have anything? Um, not particularly. Mm. I've uh, mostly just been spending the past, uh, like, last night and today watching playthroughs of the new uh, Octo expansion that just came out for Splatoon 2, which there's a lot there. <laughs> So yeah, I kind of feel like Matt Pat trying to put together theories and stuff. It's like trying to grasp at like every obscure little piece of information. It's like, oh my god, I don't know how he does that for a living. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I can do it with this, and I can do it with Persona, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. I uh, for myself though, one side note that I will say though. That is pretty interesting is that when we said, oh, it's four o'clock, we got to go on the E3 special this past Monday. Yeah. We said, oh, it's four o'clock, we got to go. We stopped the recording, brought up the, the, you know, the browser here, 
typed in Twitch as fast as I could from, you know, the, the keyboard was behind the monitor on top of the <laughs> desktop. So I was like trying to type while not seeing where I'm typing. I'm trying to Twitch comes up. I type in Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah. We hit on it. It loads up. It plays an ad for like 15 seconds. Yeah. And then it kicks in. And it's like, this is a mature stream. I'm like, yes, except go do do. And it just as it finally kicks in and we're finally on stream. The lights are dimming and the camera's zooming into the stage at that exact split second. Oh, it was great. It was so good. I literally, like, we've said bye, got on, and it just, boom, right there. (laughs) (laughs) Just in time. And then we uh, found out after the fact that in our haste to get to Ubisoft before we missed anything, uh, we didn't actually save the show until after Ubisoft's conference. Yeah, so Audacity was sitting there, you know, just hanging out <laughs> unsaved file unsaved project on the desktop yep not as good as what i did a few weeks ago when i uh when we we got off the show and we're like man that was a good sh-. i forget what show specifically it was it was like it was like a month or two ago at this point like man that was a good show it was a kaz show too yes and uh we get off we go up we do other things we got food i think we watched stuff or did something in my you know we uh i think we were watching something in my room uh probably i forget exactly what the you know story was yeah Hours go by. I come back out here and it's like three, three something in the morning and the monitor's already gone to sleep. And it's like, oh, all right. I shake the mouse. I look up and it's like, oh, there's the project file. <laughs> that went hours <laughs> without being saved. So yep. that happened a few weeks ago. So thankfully the computer didn't shut itself off or <laughs> do one of those Windows auto update things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't believe there's much else for side notes. It's been a pretty busy week. Yeah. At least the first half of the uh, week. Mostly just D3 stuff. Yeah. A couple of bits of news. We'll get there if we have time to get there. We'll check the time when we get to that point. Yep. I, uh, is there anything else? Should we just get to the getting to? Probably get to the getting to. All right. So E3 and news. Ubisoft, Ubisoft. E- E3 2018. All right. So uh, we barely made this in time, which is <laughs> thankfully we did because we would have been really confused if we'd gotten into this in the middle of it. Yes. It starts up, the stage darkens, and all of a sudden it goes outside, and there's this dancing penguin outside that's breaking panda. it loose. And It's a panda, not panda, a panda. Panda, right. Dancing guy in a panda suit. Dancing around, marching band, following around. Everyone's dancing and breaking it loose and going I crazy. It immediately. I, was like, I knew it was too. Dance. Yeah, I knew it was as well. But I'm like, what the hell? Uh, by the way, Ubisoft's uh, Twitch stream had more of those extensions that were blocking the screen. Mm. Very obnoxious, very annoying. I wonder if, and you made this point. I wonder if we if we had ad block on, if that would take I those off. I think that's what it is because I've been watching a lot of Twitch streams the past couple days, and I never see any pop ups on there whatsoever. So I think that is what it is. I think mm. if you put ad block on this computer, that issue will go away. Yeah, which is a shame because I always like to try to support you know the ad ads when I can. <laughs> but when you pop shit up in my face when I'm trying to watch something, that changes the story slightly. Yep. Just saying. Uh, yeah. The, 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 eventually, the pan is breaking it down out in the alley, and all of a sudden, he starts dancing his way on into the stage and goes right through the crowd with the marching band in tow. <laughs> and it's like they get up on stage, they're dancing and breaking it loose and going crazy. And it's like this is hilarious. Oh yeah, it's, they always do like the most top tier ridiculous thing they can for just dance. I know, but here's the thing: it was like a lot of people memed the shit out of it. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was great. I was it's like, that's so funny. Like, you know. 
it's kind of weird, but at the same time, that panda's got some moves. So, I mean, I can't yeah. judge him. Yeah. Well, first off, it's, it's you know, June in L.A. How hot is it? And then you're wearing this giant furry suit, <laughs> breaking yep. it loose like you're going crazy on the oh, dance yeah. floor. Just insane. You get up on stage, and it's like, eventually, more people join the panda and the dancing <laughs> on the stage. And it's like, I'm like, is this the village people? That's what it looked like to me. I'm like, this looks like the village people, if you know, uh, if they're still around. That's great. That's what it looked like. So, uh, Just Dance 2019 is coming out. Wait for it. Wait for it. This October. <laughs> yep. Gasp. And uh, keep that in mind, because that'll be a recurring theme as we move forward. How's a dancing panda a recurring theme? Mm, no, I mean October. Nah, nah, I think you meant the dancing panda. Well, I mean, the dancing panda is always a recurring theme, let's be honest. He's mm. always around. <laughs> Most certainly. Uh, yeah, so and here's the thing. A lot of people were like, oh, they're doing this again. They always bring Just Dance to their conference. They always do. Like, they always do. one it, of their biggest titles. It's one of their biggest sellers. All right, and it's here's like, the thing. I would, I'm okay with them opening with it. It was, it was hilarious. It was funny. It, it didn't go on for too long. And then it just moved on. I'm like, would you rather have the thing come up in the middle of the conference when you're looking forward to the next big game? I, I mean, know. I think it was timed perfectly. Exactly. It was really good. Uh, moving on, we started up with a trailer of a. It looks like look it, it, from a distance, it was hard to tell, but it kind of looked like it was either a ship on a really stormy ocean, or it, but when it zoomed in, I'm like, wait, no, this is outer space. It's a spaceship in amongst clouds yeah. and i'm like this is beyond good and evil too and it was and it was <laughs> uh this looks really interesting first off there's no real gameplay to show of it not yet it's no, all cinematic it's all trailer cinematic trailers um any thoughts on it i've never actually played a beyond good and evil game i, I know very little about the franchise i've bought the games off of uh gog.com i have them i've never gotten around to them yeah, I know very little about the franchise, but this looks very interesting. It looks like something I might try out when it comes out. Yeah, I mean, it looks really good. Kind of hard to tell with just cinematic trailers. Yeah, there's no gameplay footage of mm. it yet, so we'll see how it is. The watchdogs effect. I'm like, you know, maybe temper your expectations a little bit. You know, and furthermore, and what Black Magic just said in the chat right here. Uh, it's then announced a couple of people came out. And first off, I didn't really get a chance to write down names for the Ubisoft conference because first off, it's hard enough to write names fast enough so that I could read them. It's another story entirely when they're in a different language. <laughs> I know. A lot, Ubisoft, a lot of French names. A lot names. of French names, yep. So I'm not even going to try. I don't even know who came out. There's Gabriel. I'm not even going to pronounce that, but came out and said that it's a prequel. Yes. That's so what Black Magic just said. Yeah. Thing. And I'm thinking, whoa, wait a minute. It's a prequel? Yeah, then why prequel is it story. Beyond Good and Evil 2? Well, actually, you know, the 2 doesn't necessarily mean, you know, it comes after in a timeline sense. Yeah, it's still Resident the same. Resident Evil 7 came before all of the other Resident Evil games in the timeline. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's very common to have a, a sequel that also tells a prequel story. The number yeah. just indicates, you know, when it came out. And here's the thing, though, is that a lot of people were looking forward to a sequel. Oh yeah, which is what got oh, so many sure. people hyped for this. And now all of a sudden they drop it. Oh, it's a prequel. It's like, mm, I don't know how fans are gonna react to that. Yeah, I don't know. I know a lot of people were looking forward to a sequel, mm. but yeah, they showed uh, pre-recorded gameplay uh, from uh, Ganesha City. Looks really amazing. <laughs> then again, in the back of my head, I kept thinking to myself, Watchdogs. Yeah. Watchdogs. Mm -hmm. So, again, what sh is shown versus what will be delivered, we'll see. We'll find out. 
Uh, they drop a little uh, tidbit in here at the very end where they're like, oh, yeah, it's a multiplayer and or co-op game. <laughs> it can be played solo, though. Yep. I'm like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> here we are again. again with this. Again with this. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, okay, so ne- up next was... Uh, I didn't really catch what the deal with this was, but Joshua Levitt Gordon, I think is the guy's name. Uh, something like that. S- something like that, something like that. Came out and said his company called Hit Record is doing some sort of music collaboration uh, with uh, with Beyond Good and Evil 2 and to go to their website for more information. But apparently if, like... If you collaborate with do music for the game, it could be selected for the game, and then you get paid for your work or something to that effect. That is cool. Interesting, cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, interesting and cool. I don't, I don't have enough information to speak on it intelligibly. Yeah, I've seen uh, other smaller games do that. A lot of indie games do that, where they will, uh, like you know, they rep- they release like alpha versions of the game, and then you know, people like Nate wants to battle or DA Games will go ahead and make songs about it, and then. You know, in an updated version of the game, that song will suddenly be playing on a radio somewhere in the game itself. Like that's becoming more and more common on the indie scene, I've which is cool. Which is cool. It is really according cool. to Vale, it's both music and art. Yeah, there's a lot of that too, because you know, people are so passionate, especially for something like Beyond Good and Evil too. Like, there are so many fans who are so creative and so passionate that they make really, really high quality stuff for you know the franchise. And to have that actually potentially be implemented in the game itself, like, you know, somebody would be so excited about that. So that's really cool that they're giving somebody that chance. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's going it, to, it, it's interesting. It's a cool idea. Again, I don't know enough about it to really speak yeah, on it. Yeah, this is the first time I've seen it done with a big, big, big game like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Lot, it's usually done in, like I said, the indie scene. It's very popular for doing that. This is the first like triple A game that I've seen try to implement that. So that it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I've been looking forward to hearing about that. Most certainly. Uh up next was uh Rainbow Six Siege. Yep. Uh the community developer, uh Justin Kruger, I did get his name, yep. uh came out talking about Rainbow Six Siege. Uh he, he mentioned that there was thirty five million players. Uh that's gotta be lifetime and not concurrent, so that's like a fluff yeah, number. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a pro league, something about esports. There's tournaments going to be held in Paris, Brazil, and Montreal. The semifinals are in Brazil. The finals are in Montreal. Uh, again, it's esports. Do people go to E3 to talk about esports? Apparently. I mean, I mean, <laughs> developers and maybe not so much developers, but publishers seem to. Yes. How many people who actually want to look forward to the next new release care about esports? <laughs> I, I mean, do not know. I think a lot of these publishers and developers are overestimating how big of an influence that actually has. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so, oh, and then there was a a trailer for an esports documentary. <laughs> oh God, I remember this. <laughs> called Another Mindset. Yep. Eh? It's a thing. It exists. I'm sure. Again, why is this at E3? I do not know. Anyway, moving on. Uh, next up was uh, okay. So what happened? This is all of a sudden some like heavy metal music starts playing. <laughs> Everyone's like, I'm like, ooh, this is gonna be awesome. And then all of a sudden, this guy in an evil Knievel suit rides in on a mo- on a mini bike, 
<laughs> and just gets to the stage and throws the bike down and it's all like and starts high-fiving a crowd as he goes, starts walking up onto the stage. He goes over to this giant podium is suddenly there with a TV screen and he goes over to this podium, trips and smashes the thing all over to a million pieces. TV <laughs> goes flying, cracks the screen. He goes, he gets up all like, oh, sorry about that. Oh. <laughs> It was pretty funny. It was hilarious. A lot of people seem to be memeing the shit out of this section right here. Cause I can believe it. A lot of people are like, well, this is sums up the Ubisoft conference. I'm like, well, I don't know if that 100%, but it definitely gives you the energy level. <laughs> it, was, it was funny. I liked it. Was it. Funny. No, as it was soon as, as soon as I saw the minibike, the guy coming in on the minibike, I'm like, trials. Trials. This is trials. Yep. My jam is Trials. I like Trials a oh, lot. Oh, you love Trials? Uh, Red Links, yeah. So they showed a trailer for... And furthermore, also... Uh, Ubisoft was spoiling themselves seconds beforehand with the hashtag that they threw up in the upper that was ghosted into the upper corner of the screen. I I saw that. That was really weird. Every Every single single game. game. They would spoil themselves a couple seconds before it happened with, oh, hashtag trials rising. I was thinking, well, you just gave it away. (laughs) I know. I know. So yeah, the uh, the trailer for it looks really good. There's a lot of interesting gameplay tweaks that I've seen for this. Um, the biggest thing that they did not confirm or deny or you know didn't say anything about was obviously the the multiplayer is coming back. This time there's they're all on the same. Pl- there's also the multiplane multiplayer modes that they've had, but in the past. But now they're all of a sudden there's multiple bikes running on the same singular path. I don't know how that's going to work if you if everyone's a ghost on the same track or if you all can interact with each other. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. Could be interesting, could be not. The biggest thing that I was wondering about that I have not heard or any information on whatsoever is the last Trials game was really good, but it it had this build-a-level mechanic thing that was really cool with no feasible way to share your levels across the internet with other people. Like and my first question is, is they never said whether or not it's back. I would imagine it is. Can you share levels like a Mario Maker like type setting? Because this be cool. game would explode if that was the case. I would love that. <laughs> oh, that would yeah. be amazing. That would be you really imagine, cool. You imagine some of the madness to the uh, some of the levels on uh, online. Oh, People I can only to- imagine. People are not nice online. <laughs> yeah. Just you know, like Mario Maker. It's well, like, you've oh, played yeah. my levels. It's like, you know, fun little Mario game, whatever. You give it to the online crowd. And it's like, nope, brutal torture chamber. <laughs> yeah, kind of like your levels, actually. Oh yeah. Uh but yeah, Trials Rising. Um very uh interesting looking game. Got me excited. There was a trailer at the end of it that showed a showcased a lot of the deaths and it, there's a <laughs> lot more dynamic movement going on in uh, than yeah, any other prayer trials good. game. There was one stage that you were going over this like freeway overpass with like heavy heavy traffic driving underneath you. That looked really interesting. There was one level where all of a sudden this dump truck or like garbage truck kind of like drove into the level as you were dry- if you were trying to get away from it. It's almost like it was chasing you. Really interesting stuff going on. There's a lot of things that could drop and fall on you and interrupt you. It, it looked really good. Yeah, it definitely looks like it's going to be just mental as ever. Mm. Uh, a couple of people came out. They said that uh, Brad Hill, I did not catch his gamer tag, but he's uh, he did a YouTube series. I have to look it up myself called the University of Trials on YouTube where he did uh, tutorial-like levels uh, that explained how to do trial because it's a very simple game to to pick up, but it's like it's very finite in in what you do and how you do and how you shift your momentum to get the bike to do different weird things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's high level and it's not very well explained. They actually contacted him and had and they're having him help in the des- the design of the tutorial levels. 
That is really which is, cool. Which I thought was really awesome. And then they're like, well, we're also we're also contacting other high level players and other different things for different like level design and and other you know things yeah, that we could be yeah. co- collaborated on f- towards this game. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking that's really cool. That is. You're seeing a lot more like community involvement these days. And Most it's certainly, really yeah. Nice. So I'm lo- I'm definitely looking forward to this game uh, a lot. There's going to be a closed beta available. Uh, probably I'll check their website for more information. They didn't say anything about it. February 2019. It's uh, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Mm. Again, I'm February is the uh, the next October. You know, because if we don't say October, <laughs> spoiler alert, it's a pretty good shout. We're gonna be saying uh, February. That's it. <laughs> Moving on. Anything else for trials for you? No, you can move on. All right, Tom Clancy's The Division Two. We got yes. another trailer. I, you know, here's the thing. It, it was a, it was a different trailer than what they've shown prior at this point. I like the concept of the Division Two. Yes, I really do. It's another one of those camera sweeping camera shot things where I think they did this for the first game as well, mm-hmm. where it's like it pans through the city and goes out, and as it goes out into the wilderness, further, further out, and all of a sudden there's your operative all the way out in the forest, and they're like, all right, we got to go. It's like following a, like a, this uh, this girl's little paper airplane as the airplane flies through the entire city, and yeah, this is cool. It kind of gave me uh, Last of Us vibes almost. Yeah, very much so, and a lot of uh, you know, it's very dark. Yeah, things happening yeah. people getting shot and killed and mm-hmm. executed and you know there's all kinds of dead animals in the street and the water's contaminated and all yeah. hell's breaking loose it's in washington dc and it's like it all of a sudden gets out back to these operators and they're like all right we got to go in there and help them out and then they walk in and that was division two and it's like i like the concept the yeah. concept is really good mm-hmm. how grindy is this going to be uh you'll find out <laughs> here's the thing i love about the, the, i love the concept but um I can't even read my writing for the next line here. <laughs> but yeah, I like the concept, but it's just how grindy is it? What the, doesn't make any sense for this game is is they're trying to they tell you that you're this specialist operative. That's this, you know, you're trained to react in in this like an emergency situation if called upon for this certain, you know, uh hidden branch of the government whatever, but you're this trained specialist and then you start up the game and the game's like well you can't put that beanie on you're only a level five that's a level nine beanie <laughs> but you can't put this attachment on your gun your your gun's a level seven and you're only a level seven and that's a level nine attachment to your elite trained specialist and then they go and tell you that everybody here in this gunfight is firing let's just for example a 556 ar type style 556 round everyone's firing the same ammunition you're level seven so you do this much damage and the other enemy guy is level 12 so he's doing that much more damage <laughs> i remember that was a uh that was a big problem in the original division See, this is what this is a problem i've seen is that a couple of things i'm noticing this e3 to jump out of the the, the gap here for just a second from the ubisoft conferences the things that i'm yeah. noticing is that first off it's multiplayer online multiplayer thing is suddenly being shoehorned into almost everything yep most triple games are like, and then the other thing is that RPG mechanics are being shoehorned into absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. And no, normally a couple of years ago you'd ask me, I would say, "Oh, this is cool, this is great." All of a sudden they've run out of things to RPGify, so now they're hitting into the subjects that make no sense to RPGify, like you know, the you know the like your five five six ammunition does you know only ten damage per shot, and they're they're level twelve, so therefore their five five six ammunition does. You know, twenty you know damage per shot. It's like that's not how that works. <laughs> that's not how that works. Yeah. And it's just it becomes a grind fest where it's just a bullet sponge. Remember when we played Borderlands Two? Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, it, it turns it just turns into this 
arduous bullet sponge just shoot it until the numbers pop out of their heads until they finally die and it's just yeah. like that's not fun that's not realistic that's not like and i don't know if i 100 percent would like to have realism uh in video games there's certain but games out like there that do at but least make sense at, you know at least have some sort of logical throughput i'm okay with rpg like mechanics but don't shoehorn them in just for the sake of having it as a tagline on the box like, and that's when they get into these gunplay games that are like, you know, they, I like the concept of them, but this just, it turns it into a grind fest that just makes it obnoxious. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Yeah, you know, That's what Rampant AI says. It's not that it's an RPG fault thing. It's a badly designed RPG thing. It and, is, and that's what true, it really yeah. it really gets down to. Yep. It takes the fun out of the game. I'm okay with the game being hard as long as it's not... Uh, frustrating it's a very fine line it is it between is. frustration and difficulty it's it's a tightrope to We'd walk like to, to be, be sure difficult of. but fair yeah exactly it, yeah. it's not like the, the, the and that's what gets to me is that well like we're using the same style weapon and it's like if they wanted to do like a damage mechanic that like the longer the barrel the more velocity that a bullet would have therefore the more damage it would do that would make sense to a point but that yeah. would also affect mobility and it's like there's a whole lot of balancing you could do with real world ballistics to back it up mm -hmm. have a mechanic where you can actually reload your own ammunition where if you you could want to you know you could reload high pressure rounds and, and do it that way and there's so many different things you could do where it's, where it's like you need to be a certain you need to get a certain level of like respect with a certain dealer before he'll sell you a certain object. That would be cool. I that would, would make that. sense because yeah. at that point in time, then it's like you can't tell me that you're an elite trained operative, but you can't you put that attachment on your gun. You're not a high enough level. Yeah. Am I an elitely <laughs> trained operative or am I a Joe Splamoni on the side of the street who doesn't know my <laughs> ass from my elbow? And I'm learning as I go, and oh, I just figured it out. It twists on like this. Oh, all right. <laughs> you know, it's just I know, things I like know. that. It just seems like it, it ruins the gameplay experience. A lot of people seem to like it, but at the same time, I don't know how much longevity a game like that has, mm. given the frustration of when you get into the higher level stuff, it just becomes you either. Once you get to a high level, everything else you could just mow through, and then all the super high level bosses you seem to just grind into an infinity for. And it's just like. You hit this uh, the saturation point of where it's like it just becomes a nonstop grind. It's unfortunate, but that is my thoughts on that. Do you feel better now? Slightly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, three major DLCs planned. Uh, they're all going to be three. That was the claim they made on their stage. Yes. Um, there are raids coming to uh, the Division 2. I don't know what those are. There was a beta that was mentioned real quickly, and then, shockingly enough, March 15th, 2019, which we already knew that, though. We already yep. saw that at the yep, yep. Microsoft conference. Yep. Uh, anything else from that from you? Nope, I think we've almost covered it. All right. Uh, yeah, this is where I made the note about the hashtag getting spoiled in the corner of the Twitch stream. Yes, yes. That's <laughs> when I noticed. I'm like, come on, really? <laughs> but uh, Rabbids. Came out. It was like, oh, you said something about, oh, it's a rabbits thing. Because all of a sudden, they were just like, you know, the two ears popped up on the screen. I'm just like, rabbits immediately. <laughs> it was pretty obvious, but you know, they were not going to. Um, here's the thing. They had a live band on stage, but this was a live band done right. Whereas the one with Andrew WK at Bethesda's conference being out of place. And spoiler alert with what Sony did at their conference. <laughs> uh, yeah. They, I think this band did it right, and it was it was the right kind of thing. They had this stage band come out, but it was also like a, a, a composer, or, you know, one of those composers comes yeah, out yeah, for an orchestra yeah. thing, comes out as well, and so we're like, what the hell's going on? 
And then when the, the band was called Critical Hits, uh, when they start playing, the trailer in the background was also accompanying their performance yeah, in it, sync with the music. And it was synced up to it. And it was really good. It and was I'm like, really okay, well done. this makes sense. Yep. This is not like Andrew WK from the Night Prior at Bethesda's conference came out of nowhere. No, I, there were people in the crowd. The crowd shots of that were so awkward and <laughs> oh, out of place. God, Everyone yeah. was, I wasn't sure really what they were doing or seeing. Or it was like, it was kind of an awkward moment where all the looks on the crowd, it, it tells you everything you know. Not to say that the, the, the Andrew WK, I mean, I've never heard of them before. They obviously can play very well. Oh yeah, they were fantastic. They were good never heard of him before never heard of him way out of place at the e3 conference it kind of didn't really work because you weren't sure what was going on it didn't really have any and plus bethesda stage was just really weirdly designed yes it was uh yeah but then with this band they were in front of the screen the trailer for the rabbits thing was rabbits and mario and rabbits uh donkey kong adventure no no it was it was kingdom battle oh yeah as Mario and Rabbids came about, and then this uh, expansion that's coming out is called uh, Donkey Kong Adventure. I yeah, didn't get the full Don name of it. Yeah, Donkey Kong Adventure. It's a DLC coming out June twenty sixth. I wasn't sure at first if it was going to be a sequel or a uh, an add on, and it it's going to be sure. it's a DLC expansion. It's a DLC expansion, so it, yeah. it looks really good. Yeah, it'll be really interesting because uh, Donkey Kong himself was not in the original game. Mm. Like, I think you saw him briefly, but he was not like a major player in the game. So I think this will like kind of cover what he was doing while everything else was going on. So it should be cool. It should be interesting. Definitely. Uh, another small note that I had uh, during this part, and it is throughout Ubisoft's conference, is that apparently that you know these kind of live shows. They can come off the rails really quickly. Yes. They're hard to the flight traffic control of everything going on. Uh, I don't know if they have anybody there monitoring the stream for any issues or not. But throughout the stream, you kept hearing in the background some of these people that were presenting still had their microphone on after they left the stage. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was just waiting for somebody to say something they shouldn't have because that would have <laughs> been amazing. Like, I think the two people for the what other – what was that first thing they showed with? Oh yeah, with the uh, the Beyond Good and Evil two. Yes. Those two, uh, they left the stage and they're like, you could hear clearly on the microphone. Yeah, we nailed it! Boom! High five! It was like <laughs> it was so funny. It was good. Yeah, it, it nothing you know bad happened of it. It was just a note that I kept hearing in the background. You could hear yeah, them yeah. over the, what was happening in the yeah. foreground. Obviously, somebody wasn't monitoring the audio. <laughs> Which at that point in time, if you're paying that kind of level of money to have the kind of production that these events are, wouldn't you have somebody to be watching the stream and someone to be monitoring the audio? You would think. Just it just so that the you know any issues that come up, you can fix them as quickly as possible. Yep. But yeah. Uh, rabbits. Yeah, that was really good. Moving on. Oh no, that wasn't the later side side note. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were. At I was the just point. blinded by a light bulb flash over here. <laughs> It flashed and then it dimmed out. I, no, I was thinking it was something further on in the conference. Mm. Uh, next up was a trailer from Ubisoft Singapore, and I knew what it was immediately, but I couldn't for the life of me remember what the name of the game was. This was shown last year. It was that pirate thing from last year. And I was like, what the hell is the name of that? Oh, yeah, could, so, could you remember what it was before this? Um, I don't remember if I remembered it at the time or not, but yeah, it's Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones, yes. Uh, that looks really good. It does. And I'm like, this is amazing. They had, uh, there was dynamic weather and dynamic fortune even that you can yeah, change. Yeah. It changes really quickly and you can disguise your ship as you go by certain ports. That, that mm -hmm. way they don't know you're a pirate and you yeah. can get pa sneak past people. 
And it, it, yeah, it, it looked like a better Sea of Thieves is what a lot of people I've heard say. Yeah, it definitely does. It looks like it's going to be really awesome. Yeah, and it's like, it's looking really good. They were going through this pre-recorded gameplay segment of, oh, you got to take, you know, you got to sneak around this island to get the drop on somebody. And then they had this one escort and you have to outflank them and shoot their ship. And then you can shoot the other guy and take their loot. And, yeah. and you do that and all of a sudden it's like, oh no, there's this like high level warship off in the distance. I forget what the name of it was. And it's got this high level commander in it. Uh, Frigate? Frigate. I forget I what so. it was. I think that's the name. Of I think the, it is uh, sounding familiar. Yeah. But anyway, it's a high level, you know, oh, we're not gonna be able to do this by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and they're like, maybe you could call your friends. <laughs> it's like, are you fucking serious? Yep. So yeah, there's a shared world multiplayer nonsense. Again, another game. Another game. Uh... And it's like, yeah, forced into everything, yada, yada. There's a, uh, and it's like, after you take down the frigate with all your friends, which I'm first off, uh, there's not that many people on my friends list. There's not that many people on mine either. <laughs> and furthermore, I don't pay for multiplayer or, you know, I don't pay Same. for those online services. <laughs> yep. Uh, anymore, I used to, but it's like after not playing them for so long, it's like, Bleh. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's coming out in 2019. There will be a beta. Yeah. Yeah. Much else to say about that. Uh, up next was a trailer for uh, Transference. Now, we saw this game last year. Yeah, this looks really interesting. I am super Very into this much game. so. Uh, Elijah Wood came out. He's the one who's actually, his company, Spectre Vision, was actually working uh, on this game. They do between uh, movie TV and, yeah, and video games. And this is like a video VR game. VR movies and stuff. Yeah, VR. It, it's, it's coming out to both VR and traditional platforms. And traditional platforms. This one gave me the best kind of like PT-esque vibe oh, yeah. going on. Oh, yeah. This looks freaky. Super freaky. Something about this, this father. He's doing experiments and how, don't worry, everything will be better as soon as we figure this out. And he's putting, he's forcing his son or daughter, I forget who, I, I think really it was his son. son, into this like machine. And the machine causes you to see things. And don't worry, we'll bring mom back or something of like that effect. Yeah, it's really yeah. creepy. There's this oh, shadow yeah. creature kind of following you through the halls. It was really freaky. Oh, yeah. This game looks like it's going to be amazingly scary. I'm super yes. into this. Uh, all they said was fall 2018. Yep. So I'm guessing maybe November, December. Or no, fall would be, oh, that almost sounds like October, <laughs> actually, now that I think it about does. it. I'm thinking, no, November, that's that's winter. It could be October, it could be November. Hopefully not. But uh, either way, this game looks like it's going to be amazing. I really hope that, like, you know, like you said, it's like if it comes out in October, then it's kind of doomed from the get-go. But yeah, I really hope this one does well, because this looks like a really cool concept. And that's another theoretical thought piece, is like, how many games are going to lose out on sales because they came out when everything else did as well? Probably some a of, lot. Some of these games look really awesome, but the fact that they're all coming out in the same time frame, within three weeks yeah. of each other, it just it's going to sh- harpoon so many other games' chance for success. Yeah. And how many publishers are actually going to take a look at the you know the, that stat and go, well, maybe we should give it another go. And how many of them are going to like EA and look at it and go, well, it didn't do good. We're going to have to close your studio down. That's exactly it. Sorry, you should have made a better game, you know, that it can compete with 400 other games. Yeah. Makes no sense. It really doesn't. So, uh, unfortunately, it's going to be. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, that's the way it is right now. We'll see how it is. We'll see how, how it is. Yeah. But yeah, this game looks really cool. If you haven't seen the trailer for it, I definitely encourage you to look up the trailer for Transference because mm. 
it gave me chills, and not a lot of games can do that. Same anymore. here, actually. Yeah, like, that I've, was... pl- I've played a lot of horror games. I've watched people play a lot of horror games. I've played a lot of them myself. It's very rare nowadays that you get a trailer that actually like affects me in any way. Most uh, certainly. Like, this one was so creepy and interesting. Yeah, definitely. Uh, up next was a trailer for... Uh, we weren't really sure what it was at first, and I think this was also demoed at their stage last year as well. Uh, and that is the trailer for Starlink Battle for Atlas. Yeah, this, uh, I don't remember if it was at their conference last year, but it was on Microsoft stage as well. I'm I forget sure. whose th- stage it was. I think it was on Microsoft stage as well, at least briefly. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing about it is like, there's, a, the, the thing that really struck me is that I think we said the same thing about it last year is it looks very No Man's Sky-esque. It does, but things are happening. Yeah, so. yeah <laughs> things are happening. This can't be No Man's Sky. That's what you said last That's year, as a matter of exactly fact. exactly what I said last year. Where yeah. You're like, wow, this looks like No Man's Sky. I'm like, it's not. Things are happening. Things are happening. <laughs> you know, side note, just because a funny thing, I just saw somebody tweeted out uh, a picture on Twitter uh-huh. a while ago. I think it was a day or two ago, and it yeah. and, and it was something about how oh we're watching the conferences now, but in order to keep uh, my you know my girlfriend's expectations in check, I'm having her hold the reminder box. It's a picture of her holding like a No Man's Sky collector's edition box. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like that's great see it does have its uses oh uh, that's really funny yeah but yeah the, the thing with starlink though is that it's it's got the amiibo thing going on there's a lot of like the, there's tat that attaches to your controller oh, and yeah, you can swap yeah. parts in and out and you can change the configuration of your ship on the fly and it's it like almost reminded me of like a lego sort of situation where it's like oh you can you know take this wing off and put a new kind on or you like you different know, thrusters different thrusters or different, different th- this weapons. that and the other and it's just like tat that's plastic tat that's it's hanging like, off your controller the first thought i had when i was watching this was my kittens would love to get a hold of that yeah, I know, that's what i'm <laughs> like another thought i had i'm like well first off this is for children are children known for keeping track of all these hundred little pieces <laughs> how much are these pieces cost and how long before they get one gets shot off into a, you know underneath the dresser and never to be seen from again it's like that's it. what if that's the critical piece you need to defeat this one specific boss it's like you're gonna have to go out and buy another one I, it's just i don't know to, it, the publishers and developers some of them seem to have this perfected like outlook as to what they think gaming looks like when people are home doing it and it's like real people's houses are not that clean and organized That's pets it. do not behave that well <laughs> children do not keep track of little tiny pieces as you know as well as they seem to imagine they do i don't know it just seems weird to me yep but yeah you know it looks good definitely not for us their star fox is in the game yeah, it the, is uh, coming up for Switch. I, you know, what I didn't catch was whether or not this is a Switch exclusive or if Star Fox is just exclusive to the Switch version. I don't know. I, that wasn't clear. But this was the thing I was thinking about earlier was that uh, at the end of this one when they were announcing Star Fox, uh, Miyamoto himself was in the crowd. In the crowd at the Ubisoft he, conference. Yeah, uh, he stood up. And, you know, he and, and uh, Yiskermo came over. And it's like they were, you know, hugging and stuff. And then Yiskermo gives him like this uh, this model of Star Fox in the arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the, it was the proto type uh it was the prototype uh star fox ship the r-wing yeah the r-wing for starlink yeah. he gives him he gives him the first prototype for it and it's yeah. like and all i could see was and he was holding it up i'm thinking don't drop that 
<laughs> Don't drop that. But uh, it's always nice seeing those two together. Like they get along so. They get well. along really well. I mean, obviously, the working relationship between those two companies has got to be really good, especially really, since Ubisoft really was the only ones that really supported the Wii through its, you know, and the Wii U through the, yeah, yeah. the dark side of the Wii U cycle. <laughs> yep. But yeah, the uh, it's. A, I think it was a Switch only. I, first off, here's like my notes. It says Switch only thing? Question mark Exclusive Switch? I'm not sure. It was very unclear as to if it's the game itself is only on Switch or if just the you know the or Star Fox. Fox. Just yeah, on Switch. yeah. Um, shock and awe. October sixteenth, twenty eighteen. Mm. Yeah, I remember it was kind of weird because at first I wasn't sure if they were going on to another game or not because like all of a sudden they flash up the uh, the logo and it's I recognized Star Fox's logo immediately and I was just like that's that's Fox's logo and you were like this isn't Nintendo like no that's Fox's logo I know that logo and all of a sudden he pops in and I'm just like yep there he is <laughs> it's like okay then that's uh. That is the thing. That is the thing that exists. Yep. I was not expecting to see that. Uh, all right, and uh, anything else for that? Nah, don't think so. I think so. All right. Uh, up next was For Honor. Uh, yes. Someone came out who had an unpronounceable name. <laughs> not even. I didn't even try to write it down. It was like a three-word French thing, and it was like, oh, oh. yeah. A lot of these, uh, a lot of these French names have like twelve letters in them, and it's like, well. <laughs> <laughs> I could Americanize and butcher that, but uh, I'm not even going to try. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting today, as of the Ubisoft conference and running for the next week through this show and into next week, uh, the PC Starter Edition is uh, free on Uplay for For Honor. Yep. So if you're on the fence, you can at least poke around in there, though I think a lot of people hate Uplay. Yes. <laughs> I turn mine on only when I hear, oh, hey, this game is free. Download it. I'm like, okay, I fire it up, and then I download it, and then I turn it off, and it's about the extent of what I usually do. <laughs> I know. With you play, uh, Ubisoft Montreal had a trailer for For Honor. Uh, it was uh, Marching Fire DLC. Yep. Um, oh, by the way, mm-hmm. I didn't even notice this when we were taking notes. What's that? But uh, the last game we just talked about, Starlink Battle for Atlas, October sixteenth, twenty eighteen. DLC for For Honor, October sixteenth, twenty eighteen. <laughs> They followed two games back-to-back that had the same launch date. Wow. Let's stop and think about that I one. I didn't even think about that. It didn't even occur to me when I was writing these notes down, but it just occurred to me right now. I just noticed that. I think we both just went, oh, my God, another October. We didn't yeah, I think we did think that. It was, it's like, wait, that's exactly what the last game was. I don't know how many people actually uh, picked up on that, but yeah. that was like, oh, all right. <laughs> uh, there's a new mode coming, breach mode. All right, it looks... It could be interesting if you're into that game. I never really got into the concept of For Honor, though. No. Mm. Moving on, there was a uh, trailer for The Crew 2 from uh, Ubisoft Ivory Tower. It's coming out June 29th, PS4, Xbox One, PC. Uh, There's an open beta available for uh, on June 21st. I think you have to pre-order the game in order to get into that. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. You'll have to look that up mm. if you're interested. There is an open beta available starting on June 21st. Yeah, so, so. if you're interested, then you can look up the details probably on their website. I'd imagine that would be where it would be. Yeah. Uh, moving on, they had a uh, trailer from Ubisoft Quebec. Uh, it's uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. This one's interesting. This one looks really cool. Set in Greece, and so of course there's Spartans and Spartans. So I'm thinking, oh, this is Assassin's Creed 300 edition. <laughs> So of course they had it in the trailer. There was a guy doing the, the you know, this is Sparta kick off the friggin' <laughs> like a side of a mountain or something like that. It was yeah. hilarious. I'm like, yes, we can do that. It's awesome. 
uh, you can um, uh, character choice, not a character customizer. Character choice. One or the other. It's yeah. either Alex or uh, Alexia or Alexandria or something like that is the, the names of the characters. But it's male or female choice yep. to do, which is cool. That's, That's a cool thing. Yep. Fine enough. Um, it's not so much for this trailer and in the little bit of uh, pre-recorded gameplay that they showed of this. It's not so much that lip sync is what we should be talking about. Instead, what we should be talking about is fish mouth. Oh, yeah. It was bad. <laughs> the fish mouthisms were like, woo, okay. The it's... voice acting was really, really good, but the actual animation that went with it was not so much. Woo, <laughs> okay. Fish mouth syndrome. I mean, like, <laughs> it was like, whoa, okay. It's pretty bad when I notice. <laughs> I know. Whenever I pick up on that, it's, it's yeah. I laughed with Rampant A on there. This is Sparta. This is Sparta. Yeah, it, was, it, it looks good. <laughs> they showed, it's like a trailer that led into pre-recorded gameplay outside of the fish mouth thing. Uh, Rampant A, I just said Andromeda level animation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty is much. That, no, that's, I think that's EA because that was Bioware and Bioware's EA developer. Mm. So it's, maybe they're borrowing the tech. Maybe. I don't know. Because <laughs> here's the thing, because I remember... So several years ago, like the, the Xbox 360, PS3 era type thing, I never remember fishmouthism to be a thing. Now all of a sudden, these more modern games seem to have a lot of fishmouthiness going yeah, on. It's like, yeah. shouldn't this have gotten better? You would think. I mean, it is interesting to look back on stuff like that. I don't know. It's yeah. Yep. It is definitely a thing. Uh, <laughs> gameplay from what they showed looks like more Assassin's Creed, but it you know it, it looks awesome. As we've seen before in Assassin's Creed, first off, they said that they were going to give the the series a break, and they gave it a year. And now, ever since then, it's been every year yeah, since then. Yeah. So it's like, mm, how much of a break did it really get? I know. Uh, I've still yet to play an Assassin's Creed game. I really wanted to try the Egypt one, and I think I still might someday, but I don't know when. I but uh, that and this both look really good. I think I tried to get into the Assassin's Creed that had the pirate ships in it. I forget oh, yeah, which one that yeah. was. And uh, it was like, Unity, oh. I think. no, it's not Unity. Was it? no, Unity was, was the uh, one that was horribly buggy at launch. Yeah, it was it. Uh, what was the pirate one? I forget. It might have been the one before that. I'm not Black sure. Flag. Black Flag. That's the Assassin's one. Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. I think I got it because that was it was the PS4 had just launched. And I'm thinking, well, whatever, I'll pick it up. And I picked it up and I tried it for like an hour. And I was like, I don't care for this. It just kind of <laughs> bored me. Okay. I don't know. It might not have been an Assassin's Creed thing. It might have been just pirates i don't know i don't know but then again pirates can be interesting yeah i don't know it, just, it didn't catch me yeah. and i didn't really get into it mm. i've never been into assassin's creed before yeah i think i might still give origins try because you know how much i love ancient egypt yeah i mean it's not that it's a serious problem it just might be a me thing i just did something yeah. that didn't catch me for it mm. you know but anyway, anyway <laughs> the, uh after that they uh dropped that oh my god hold your breaths october 5th 2018 <laughs> Well, the whole time, the whole time, though, we were joking between each other. We're like, it's coming out in October. It's coming and like, out in October. It's going to be October, October 5th. And we're like, yes, that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. I think that just got ahead of everything else. I think it did. Is that the first Tuesday, or Tuesday in October? Let me check. Let me bring up the calendar. Um, bringing up the October. It is the first Friday. Interesting date. First Friday in October. Yep. That is an interesting date. It is. Uh, It'll be functional, though. I mean, it's ahead of everything else, so it might have a chance of selling. But it's also a bigger franchise, so it might not be having as much trouble. But the pro again, the problem is, is everybody and their mother is releasing in, in October. October. It is, I know. 
So it's just like it's such – it baffles me that they don't realize they're all fighting for the same the, – the, a share of the same pie. There's only so many dollar bills in people's wallets. Yep. And they only can go in so many directions before rent is due. <laughs> uh, and, and yet summer is still dry as fuck. Yeah, again, it's it's there's a few in August, almost like always. June, there's a couple in June. There might be one or two, and there's almost nothing in July. Maybe one or two things. I don't, I'd honestly have to look again. And then August, there's a couple, and then October's just... September, I don't know. There might be a handful of things here and there, but then October's just... Thermonuclear explosion, 400 titles coming out in a matter of four weeks. November's actually and kind November, of... And uh, November, Fallout 76 is the only thing I know of yeah. offhand, offhand that's coming out for sure. And then I don't know about December. There might be one or two things in December that I know of. And then January's got next to nothing. And then February's got another, you know, 20, 30 games all scheduled for it. Yep. There's like seven or eight games all on February 22nd, I believe. It's just, it's really weird how they all <laughs> seem to want to come out I at the know. same exact time. It's like, yeah. well, why? Well, it's like this every year. They never learn. Nobody ever learns. Wouldn't you, as a publisher, wouldn't you stagger your releases so they came out throughout the year so that you had something come out at least once a month, if not every other month or something like that? And I would almost rather choose off-brand months just to give my game space to breathe. You would think. It, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't. Anyway, after that, uh, everybody spelled out onto the stage. E. Scaramo came out and gave his ending speech, thanking everybody for showing up. You'll have a great E3. Yeah, it was a solid conference overall. It was. It was really good. I think. Uh, I think Ubisoft had the best balance of a conference between talking yeah. trailers and gameplay footage. Very much so, and we had this thought going on between what was shown and what was told and how it was presented. I think Ubisoft had the overall best presentation. Yes. I don't know if it made it for the best conference though. I'm yeah. I still I'm still sleeping on that. I'm not entirely sure. Cuz in terms of sheer volume of content it was Microsoft, Microsoft 100%. Xbox, yeah, they had yeah. a lot going on. They, they packed had, they a lot into 2 hours. They showed a lot of different things at Xbox. Yeah. Uh Sony is a different story. Sony was an interesting story. You know, it's a tale of two press conferences, yes. really, to be honest with yes. you. Uh, and that's where we're going right now. So, uh, Sean Layden came out, opening speech. Thank you for coming. It was in a different venue, though. It was really interesting. It was like this tent thing with lights strewn across. And it, it was didn't, really pretty. It didn't make much sense until the trailer started playing in a little bit. Then it was like, okay, I get it with what they're going for now. But it's like in his tent thing. It looks really awesome. It's a different thing. Everyone was standing in this arena. He's, he's, he's going and he's like, today we, you know, or this year we wanted to take a different approach to our press conference. I'm like, okay, okay, that's not a bad thing necessarily. Um, and then they had uh, – and here's the thing. The internet is memeing the shit out of this for both this and what happened later. And honestly, I think the at the end of the day it's because people don't know who the fuck they're looking at. Exactly. <laughs> Be between both the banjo guy and the flute guy that everyone's making fun of, like bashing the shit out of flute guy. We'll get there when we get there. Mm -hmm. I don't think people realize the level of expertise at these instruments that were shown yeah. at the Sony conference. Like th these were like, first off well, who came out next was uh, Gustavo Santorelia, which I might be, I'm probably mispronouncing his name. That was the guitarist who did the last of us theme. Yes. Everyone knows it. He's amazing at guitar and banjo and those stringed instruments like that. He's he's really, really good. He is. And he was doing the Last of Us uh, 2 theme, or Last of Us Part 2 theme, 
uh, there live with a banjo, and it's it's like that's the instrument he chose to do it on. Everyone was bashing the shit out of this. I'm I like, know. do you not know who you're looking at? Like this guy is amazing. I know. Right? It might not be your thing, but, but he's good he's at that really instrument. Really good, yeah. <laughs> everyone's joking like, everyone's joking. Like, oh yeah, the uh, the guy, the guy in his banjo having an orgasm on stage. It's like, do you I have no idea who who this is? He's he's really good at this instrument. Yes, obviously 100%. to an E three crowd, it didn't quite translate. Yeah. I just thought it was really a shame that a lot of these these uh, performers that are as good as they are getting bashed as mercilessly as they were. I'm thinking you obviously don't know who you're looking at. Right? Exactly. It doesn't mean, I'll admit it probably maybe time and place for everything. Maybe not the right crowd. I knew who it was, and I'm like, yeah, this guy's good. Mm-hmm. I knew he was good. Oh yeah. Just didn't ver- ver- reverberate well to the E3 crowd, especially the online crowd. The live crowd probably liked it. Probably was more into it. I couldn't quite gauge the audience reaction though for it. Yeah. But anyway, he goes through the Last of Us Part Two theme. Really good. Trailer starts playing. Naughty Dog. No date was given. Uh, it uh, looks really good. It, it, it looks good. It was like a trailer, and then it moved into pre-recorded gameplay. Mm. Like it shifted in. And here's like before we get into this big like it's like this dance hall that's set up exactly like the uh, the tent that they were in with the lights yeah, strewn across was, it. Yeah, that was cool. And I was like, okay, I get what they're going for I now. I get what they're going for. Yep. I get what they're going for now. Made sense. And then it's like Ellie's up against the bar and talking with uh, with somebody else. We don't know who it is. And there's somebody else off in the distance dancing away. And then they uh, the girl comes over and grabs Ellie and they start dancing in the hall thing and then they kissed and then as it kissed the camera pans around their hair and it, when it turns into uh, like nighttime and outside and Ellie's like gorging someone's throat out with a knife and it was like <laughs> oh, whoa I, holy I, shit I love her she's so, <laughs> so good. amazing here's the thing though um everybody on the internet's freaking out because oh my god lesbian kiss oh no what are we do <laughs> has no one played the, the last of us the last of us dlc uh prequel dlc with ellie when she got bit originally <laughs> this is not new i know this has happened say, before like, known this forever this has happened before i Obviously, not that many people have played it because the, the gauge from the reaction of the freak out online was like, oh, my God, this has never happened. I'm like, mm, you're not paying attention? Not really sure. Yeah, I know. It's like this is not new information. We've seen this, you know, long, long, long before now. Like, why? Like, I admit it's a bold choice to start off a conference with that. But, I mean, it's not like it's unusual for Ellie to be doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, to me, it was like a weird reaction to, after the fact reaction. It didn't yeah, really yeah. strike me. I'm like, all right. And it goes into the gameplay, the pre recorded gameplay. Definitely more oh, Last yeah. of Us. Oh, Dude yeah. get, was getting hung, and then he just starts gets disemboweled right then and there. And then somebody else found the prior body that Ellie had, you know, gutted the guy's throat. And, oh, no, search. We got a protruder. And then she's sur- circling around. It looks like a parking garage. She tries yeah. to sneak through, gets spotted halfway through with a gunfight. And ta- it looks really good. Oh, it looks really so freaking intense. I am so hyped for this. This is going to be so awesome. And another thing that you, even you brought up, that, it, that, and you know it's bad when you bring it up, <laughs> but as she's escaping, there's more dudes just popping out of the woodwork in front of her that just oh, already yeah. have position on this. And you're like, how many dudes does this outfit have? I know. It's like, because oh, like, she was originally looking at a group of maybe like five, five or six, plus the dude who was, you know, being hung and whatever. Which and he then, doesn't count because he was 
killed pretty quickly. You know, he wasn't exactly involved, but, you know, she's looking down at this group of, like, five or six dudes, and then they all fan out when they realize that, oh, no, there's somebody here. And then all of a sudden, like, as she's running through, there's, like, people popping in left, right, and center. Like, all of a sudden, the entire militia troop is, you know, being called in, you know, out of the woodwork, and it's like, okay, okay, where, where is everyone coming from? It's like, was everyone just kind of, like, laying in the grass just waiting for the signal? <laughs> yeah, I did, it doesn't really... And then furthermore, it's like, I, more people keep popping up. She eventually goes into this, like, department store-esque thing and is hidden behind a... Ca- First off, how blind is everybody in the apo- oh an apocalypse? God. Well, that's just, that's just the last She's, like, us. crafting an, a, something, like an arrow or a shiv or something like that behind a, a, a counter, and it's like, someone's right there on the other side of the counter, and they can't see her right there. I'm like... Y'all blind or what's going on with this? Well, that's just The Last of Us. The enemies in that game have always kind of been like that. I know. It's, it's, it's like it you seems... go behind that one bush and you're just invisible, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that bush, man. Most OP character in all of video games. <laughs> it can hide you in some games and in other games it can stop a tank in its tracks. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's this thing. Eventually, the fight leads back to uh, it's like the camera pans around Ellie's hair, and all of a sudden she's back in the dance hall, and they're finishing the kiss and everything. And that's when it flashes up Last of Us Part Two. Uh, this game is gonna be so good. It's it's, it's definitely gonna be good. We're gonna it's more details to follow. They did not give a date for this one though. There was no date announced, no. But uh... so that almost leads me to believe that it's not even a 2019. Uh, I don't know. Long shot 2019. Maybe. I would we'll say see. safe 2020. Yeah. But no. either which way, it looks good. You know, it looks good, sounds good. More Last of Us is always a plus in my book. Yes. So. Uh, and this is when the Sony conference takes a weird turn. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden after this, uh, it pans back to like some sort of like, I don't know, like almost like a newsstand like set yes that's that was set up outside and it's like this guy is talking all of a sudden he's like well now that uh now that the last of us demo portion is over uh we're gonna go into a slight intermission now that uh everyone is changing venues and we were just like what and it's like the fuck are you talking about what is what is going on it's just kind of bizarre and they start talking about what they just saw and what have you, and then they're like, all of a sudden the guy turns around and goes, oh, we're going to have on Sean Layden now. And Sean Layden comes out, it's, you know, the, from Sony, he's touched, they start interviewing him and talking about it, and it's like, Sean Layden leaves after about five, six minutes, and then they continue talking more and more and more, and all of a sudden it's like, well, let's go to some trailers. We're still waiting for, uh, you know, the switch to happen. It's like, <laughs> what the, what is going on? What are I you know. doing? They start showing trailers and what have you. It was like a couple of things for Black Ops DLC. Uh, there was uh, a couple others. I didn't even write them all down. Yeah, I wasn't paying too close attention. There was a, I, mean, I got it written down here. Destiny 2. There was something about uh, from putting in a trailer for that for a, D- a DLC coming on September 4th. And it was like, and I'm like, oh, is this more? Or no, it's just another trailer. They're still outside. What is going on? <laughs> it's like 15 minutes it of was. an intermission as people move to a different. And, and I look at Dark, I'm like, are they going to be doing this for in between every single game? Oh, that would have been horrific. That would have been a terrible and, idea. And, and I'm just like, this is so... And then we're looking at the clock going, we heard in advance that Sony's was going to be... And even Sean Layden said at the top of the show, like, this is going to be about an hour. And we're looking at it like, it's already 9.30 and they're only going into the second game. <laughs> um, what? It was very <sighs> strange. Like, on one hand... It is cool of them to try something different, but on the other hand, I don't think they expected it to break up the flow 
quite as badly as it did. Well, a lot of people, and even Colin Moriarty said this, and that's saying something, because a PlayStation super fan there, it was disrespectful to the people in attendance, and it was even more so to the people watching at home. Because yeah. it just, like... There's no f- f- rhyme or reason or flow to any of it. Like, you could just stop for 15 minutes and then talk outside, and then all of a sudden, then we're back into this bigger arena. It's like a dome-like arena, and, and, and that's when the flute guy comes out. But, yeah, this guy's already on stage. Anyway, so we just move on past the intermission thing, which is really bizarre. It was really strange. It was very bizarre. Uh, but, yeah, the what I, I wrote down here, Bamboo Pipe Man in <laughs> Dome. Yeah. And it's like after he's going through and a lot of people bashed the shit out of this guy saying that it was just all, you know, just nonsense on a flute. And, yeah, you know, yeah. Like everybody bashed it. Apparently the guy is a master at that instrument. I yeah. didn't I didn't. We've tried to guess what it was. We missed guess because we had a Chinese name written down here. That's it's a different instrument. Uh, apparently it was a Japanese flute. And it, I don't have the name of me offhand, but apparently the guy is like a well-known master at this instrument. Uh, and then he oh, yeah, was taught by some a... super master that's the best yeah. ever at that instrument. And they even tweeted a picture of it after the fact. Yeah, apparently he's like internationally recognized and like he's won like amazing, you know, world-renowned reward, you know, awards and like so many like high-level like master-tier music, you know, trophies and certificates and like. This guy is That's super what it is well right known. there. Say, uh, I can't. E- I don't even want to try to pronounce that. Shakuachi? Sakukuachi flute. Yeah, that, I forget what it. But yeah, that's the flute it was. The uh, but yeah, apparently this guy is like a grandmaster at this instrument. Yeah, like, internationally recognized yeah, grandmaster. Obviously not on the E three stage because yeah. everybody, both it, it, the people, the reactions from the crowd were mixed. Okay, People online after the fact were just bashing the shit out of yeah. this guy, yes? Apparently it's uh, Shakuhachi, is how you pronounce that, according to Queen Inoue and Black Magic. Yes. Shakuhachi. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, apparently this guy is like Sakuhachi super, flute. super like, insane level of famous with this instrument. How did you feel about the flute playing, though? I didn't mind it. I thought I was, it was cool. Yeah. It, here's the thing. Not being familiar with the instrument... I wouldn't be able to tell you otherwise. Oh, I didn't know what it was, but I thought it was cool. Yeah, it was cool, <laughs> but obviously not the right crowd because people online bashed the shit out of this guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, hard. I know. And it's just like, uh, mm, obviously the wrong crowd for that. Kind of diff- weird and different. And again, what we said versus versus uh, Andrew WK versus what Ubisoft did with their band on stage versus the you know the guitar and the flute guy, the you know those you know, like they're all amazing musicians oh yeah sony had high level musicians on their stages oh very very but at the same time it was just them on stage playing with nothing else and same with andrew wk mm-hmm. it just it didn't read well whereas ubisoft's approach to it with the band with the trailer playing in the background in sync that, that was good that yeah. worked better this yeah. it was just yeah it didn't quite. Uh, obviously, the uh, the application was uh, wrong in this mm-hmm. instance. You know, obviously, definitely they knew their instruments, but the crowd didn't react in a way I imagine Sony was anticipating. Yeah. 
It also didn't help that they didn't really uh, announce who these people were. Yeah, either. that, that didn't help as well. They all just kind of, like, showed up and then started playing their instrument. Like, there was no, like, introduction for them. I mean, like, you know. Sean Layden brought Gustavo. He was like, and now Gustavo. And then Gustavo, yeah. I don't think people realized and made think, the connection yeah. as to who that was. Yeah, well, you I know. knew as soon as I heard Gustavo, I was like, oh, and you heard me say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, but the flute man, you know, he didn't get any kind of introduction whatsoever. Yeah, he was, yeah, just, he was just there. he was just there, and then and then after he went off, the trailer started playing, um, and then I was like, wait, is this? And I'm like, uh, I call, I'm like, this is Ghost of Tsushima, and, and you're like, yeah. mm, and you're like, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the trailer led into pre-recorded gameplay. This game looks really good. Oh yeah, this game looks amazingly beautiful. The lighting effects in this game are so on point. Yeah, it's like the lighting, the animations, like it was color usage, color usage. It was so beautiful to see. Like this game looks like it's going to be a masterwork of art. Yeah. And you know what I compared it to is that it looked it reminded me a lot of the Jet Li movie uh, Hero. Yeah, that's what it really looked like, because there's a lot of sword play, a lot of running through fields with with very vivid colors going on. And it's, it's what it reminded me of a lot. But in a video game setting, it looked really good. Yeah. You know, obviously, the Watchdogs effect, uh, <laughs> No Man's Sky looks good. Doesn't mean it will translate. Though, given the fact that it's Sucker Punch, uh, my anticipation for it being good is is safer yes. than, say, other developers. You know, so it is Sucker Punch game. Uh, did they say a date for that one or not? Um, I don't remember offhand. Do you have one written down? Uh, No. Okay, nope. Black Magic confirms no date given. No date given. Okay, and then another weird thing with Sony's conference is that in between, from this point forth, in between every single thing shown, uh, they kept cutting to different weird, like, fruit and other weird things on stay on a screen that would, like, play a quick little musical interlude thing, <laughs> and then they would move on. I know, it was so weird. <clears throat> it was so weird. It was funny, though. It I thought it was really hilarious. Funny. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. Yeah, there was um, a banana that was rocking out. Like, that's where we got to. It's like nobody's ban- business. Ban- banana guitar man is what I got here. <laughs> and then afterwards, one person claps, and then they move on. And it's like, okay. Um, but here's, here's the thing. It's like that. These interludes were from a game that's a Media Molecules game that we've heard about for years now yeah, is Dreams. Dreams. No word about the game other than the fact that it was just used as interlude things. That was weird. I thought what was going to happen was that at the very end, like all of the fruits and things were going to like line up and then go into like a trailer sort of thing. Yeah, for Dreams. Like, it that's never what happened. I thought was going to happen, but it didn't. Yeah. Uh, in between each one, you got to remember that. Yeah, so- every single one. Next up, they then went into a trailer for a uh, a game. They never said who it was at first, and they never said what it was at first. And it looked really weird and trippy. Uh, think kind of like remember like I there's names for these sorts of things, but you know those weird like uh, uh, labyrinth, like the movie Labyrinth with David yeah, Bowie yeah, and, yeah. and there's other different weird labyrinths where the staircases are going up at an angle in these yeah, weird, just yeah. bizarre rooms. Yep. But it's like at the same time, it's like these cubes that keep morphing into different shapes as the room starts twisting and going through different optical illusions. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like weird. It's like I'm like it's I got it written down right here. It's kind of like a matrix puzzle cube kind of thing as this girl is walking through this and 
environment mm-hmm. as things are shifting and changing around her at all these weird angles. And she's got this weird gun she's holding on to that's a cube thing that's shifting and changing around. It was very, uh, I don't know if he wrote it down. I don't remember if I said it out loud, but it was very like M.C. Escher-esque. I, I, I can't remember, but I remember. Yeah, yeah uh, that's his, a good way to MC explain Escher's it, though. Paintings, you know, those are like the super trippy ones. Like, he was the one who made the uh, the inverse staircase thing, you know, like popular. Like, all of his paintings are so, like, interconnected and weird and trippy like that. Like, that's what it reminded me of a lot. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland kind of yeah, esque things yeah, going yeah, on yeah. where different weird things you're not sure what the hell is going on as she's going, this girl is going through all these environments. And then she's like, sometimes she's floating through the environment like she's in space, and sometimes she's not. And it's sometimes she's like psychically like lifting a table and shooting it across the room. And it's like weird, different things are happening. And it's like, I'm not sure what's going, but I'm really good. And then it flashes up. Uh, it says control. control. And everyone's like, uh. And then it flashes. Remedy and 505 Games. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, what? Remedy? Who? <laughs> shit. It's like the game has changed. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Like you that got my... changes the story mm, slightly. You have my attention now. <laughs> that looks like that might be one of my most anticipated titles upcoming now. because They never gave a date for that. but woo. Yeah, that looks like it's going to be really, really cool. Yeah, I, I think a lot of last Remedy's last game, a lot of people bashed. I don't want to say unfairly, but it's... Certain, you know, the it was Quantum Break. It was quantum Break, yeah. It was the inter in the uh, the inclusion of live action versus video game elements, and mm-hmm. some of those live action elements were like 30, 40 minutes long, kind of right, things. And right. it's like it really uh, kind of it, it broke up the flow of the game. I think by all accounts, the game was really good and underplayed. Yeah. Kind of the story with Remedy, though. Mm. It really is. I love Alan Wake and the original two oh, Max Payne's was great. You know, Max, how many times have you seen Bullet Time in, in a game oh, yeah. In, oh, yeah. in, since, like, the 2000s? Mm-hmm. They made it popular with, uh, the, with, original Max Max, with the original Max yep. Payne. We still have that game on the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, there. for PS2. Oh, yeah. I think we also have the – do we have the second one or not? I'm not sure. Uh, I, I think, think we might. I think we do, yeah. I think we do somewhere. Really good games. Mm. I love the original Max Payne's, and then Alan Wake Alan was Wake. really good. I forget – were they the ones who did the original Prey, or was that someone else? No, that was somebody else. Okay. I guess remember it's like, you know, the twisting kind of, you know, no. environments reminded me of that a little bit. Nope. That was not, uh, that was somebody else. I couldn't okay. tell you for my life to say yeah, what who did the original the, Prey. Uh, when I was watching the trailer, that's what it kind of reminded me of with the, uh, the environments kind of like twisting and turning all around you. It made me think of that, because that was the main mechanic in that game, was, you know, you could warp, you know... If you were standing on a wall or on the floor or on the ceiling or whatever. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I am very much looking forward to this game. Looks like it's going to be trippy as hell, but uh, it's definitely got my attention. Oh, yeah, this one's going to be really cool, I think. Yeah. Uh, there was another interlude. Uh, different weird things happened with each interlude. I didn't write down the specifics of what the interludes were. They're funny, though. I like them. They were really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, there's another trailer started up, and it was like... At first, we weren't really sure what was being shown. It was like two guys were like arguing, like one guy was trying to break in somewhere or something like that, and some other guy like, "Oh, you can't be here." And but the whole time, the camera is like walking through the environment, and it's like, and then it climbs up onto a desk, and we're like, "Wait a minute, is this some sort of like rat or mouse?" Yeah, I said it was like, "Oh, we're like a mouse or something." Yeah, we're a mouse or something, and we're going through so like the supply, like different uh, pantry of some sort. Yeah, and then these guys, the guys come into the room you're in. You can't really see who they are or what's going on, and then it's like. All of a sudden, the, the shelf you're on tips over, and you fall over, and you try to run away, and all of a sudden, just 
another thing falls on you and just kills the rat and like and you're like uh, whatever. and then the camera pans out and around turn around and see the the rat you were just following you were of his eyesight with was just crushed yeah. smashed you're not really sure these two guys are like wrestling around in the room and fighting all of a sudden the guy drops the one dude and just takes a giant bite out of his neck and raw rips his throat out yeah blood everywhere and it's like oh it's a zombie thing and it's like and then I forget how it continued. Like, all of a sudden, this guy gets shot. Yeah. The zombie thing gets, like, shot yeah, in the yeah. face. And then the camera pans over, and I knew who it was, but I couldn't put my finger I know, on the I name of it. I did as well. I saw the character. I was like, why does that look so I'm like, familiar? I think I know. I should know who this is. Yeah. And it, it didn't yeah. occur to me until a little bit later. It's like, then all of a sudden, you start going through the trailer of a city where this guy is talking to another security guard. Well, don't trust nobody. They're no longer your friends. Shoot first. And, you know, and, walk and all of a sudden, I look up, and like, it pans to this thing of where it says, like, Raccoon City de- Police Department or something like that. And yeah. I'm thinking, and I'm like, wait a like, minute, wait what? <laughs> Raccoon City. That was Resident Evil. Yes, <laughs> but it wasn't quite computing at the same time. It's a remake of Resident, Resident Evil, Evil 2. Two. Leon Kennedy is the guy's name. Yes, yes. And it was like we're like, no, everyone in the crowd starts freaking out. Oh yeah, I was freaking. I was like, oh my god! At first, when I saw Raccoon City, I was like, are they remaking Resident Evil like the original? Like that would be badass. I wasn't sure if it was the original because I think yeah, the original yeah. takes place inside in the, the in Umbrella the Corp, yeah. uh, in the mansion in of the Umbrella mansion, Corp. Yeah. Resident Evil Two is the one that takes place out in Raccoon in city, city, yeah. Uh, which the um, you know, the mansion, yeah. Umbrella Corp mansion, and, and dungeons and what have you are underneath Raccoon yeah. City in the mansion. Yeah. But and it spills out into Raccoon City. But I'm thinking, yeah, Raccoon City. That's Resident, that's Resident Evil. Evil. But for whatever reason, my brain wasn't quite lining up the timeline because I'm thinking, but wait a minute, they just released Resident Evil Seven with the you know the the new st- the PTS yeah, style yeah, of that, yeah. and I'm thinking, I don't know, this this does, looks like kind of old school. And then all of a sudden, Resident Evil Two, I was like, oh shit! <laughs> like that changes the story slightly. That is mm. awesome. Very much so. Yeah, uh, that one uh, is from Capcom, and it's coming out. Gasp! January twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. Yep. That's going to be really good. I think I will definitely play that. Yeah, that, you know, really awesome. Yeah, the Resident Evil 2. Internet's freaking out about that one for mm. sure. Oh, yeah, that's going to be so, so fun. Yeah, most certainly. Uh, up next was uh, it's like from the creator of Rick and Morty. I kept flashing to this <laughs> dude called Bathtub Guy where he's oh, cleaning yeah. up something. It's all weird nonsense. And it's. Uh, it was, but it was all in like the style, art um, style of art style of Rick and Morty. Of Rick and Morty, yeah. And it's uh, Trover saves the universe. <laughs> it's like I said to Millie when we were writing this. It's like anything that comes from the mind of somebody who worked on Rick and Morty is just gonna be off the wall. Mm. It's gonna be kind of like the South Park games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next trailer up was Kingdom Hearts three, uh, confirming that it was a Pirates of the Caribbean esque theme for yep. this trailer. Well, the thing with Kingdom Hearts is that you go to all different worlds. With uh, each world is its own kind of like Disney Kingdom. Disney Kingdom, yes. So you uh, you start off, you know, this trailer starts off with Pirates of the Caribbean. Then you see Frozen. You see uh, a couple other things. You see Hercules. You know, we're going back to hell again, apparently, with Hades. Yes. Um, I just want to drop something and then we can move on. But uh, also a a Disney IP now is uh, Star Wars. So I I mean, it's true. It's true. 
drop that one in there and move on. Uh, <laughs> again, coming out January 29th, 2019. Apparently, there's some sort of super pack on PS4 that has a lot of the other Kingdom Hearts games. A lot of yeah, the, the uh, Birth by of, Sleep 2 remix yeah, yeah, 1.8. Uh, the smaller spin-offs. I forget one of the other, what, what their names are specifically. Yeah, it's the uh, Kingdom Hearts has a lot of weird names for their spin-offs. But I yeah, think very like, much so. I think it's like three of the smaller spin-off games are being included. And it's like, okay, that could be cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, why not? Uh, moving on, there is, uh, oh, okay, time to get confused. <laughs> uh, trailer for Death Stranding. Oh, boy, we're here. Kojima Productions. It is, uh, uh, it starts off with a trailer, and I think at one point, all of a sudden, it goes down, Norman Reedus is sleeping on, uh, the ground, and it goes down his throat, and all of a sudden, there's, uh, the baby still in his throat, but apparently at the same token, it... Like the baby like flips over and you see baby button and he flips back. I'm like, oh, we're getting into dangerous territory here. <laughs> it's a very uh, weird thing. I don't even know what to, how to explain or talk about this. This is just this so is weird. This is one of those things where you have to see it for yourself. Very there much are so. Truly, no words. <laughs> truly, very hard to explain. Though it's like the first amount of uh, quasi gameplay that we've ever seen from this game, and it led me to believe: is this a walking simulator? Um, I mean, it could be. It's hard to tell. It's like the, he's like walking through. Like, looks like he's got some sort of body wrapped up on this apparatus on his back, and he's walking through a field, and it's raining. He's walking through an old, like, broken down, like, mall thing, and he's got all kinds of packages, and he's trying to traverse the territory or the terrain and what have you. It's like so. There's that, but at the same token, there's also this section where he's in this cave where all it's like he's looking at this photograph and all of a sudden he he drops the photograph onto the ground he goes to pick it up and then all of a sudden his arm starts breaking out and hives in this cold air so his like breath is showing and he starts yeah, freaking yeah. out and freezing at this exact moment this giant like dinosaur handprints start forming into the mud in front of him stepping on the picture and it's like but you don't see who it's, it's all like invisible, an invisible it's invisible creature he's freaking out he starts to back up real quickly, and then there's this. All of a sudden, there's this girl there who we've never seen before. Never seen. Holds his mouth. They both hold each other's mouth. Pulls him up against the wall of this cave-like thing, as the creature comes right up in front of him, and then like walks away. And they're like freaking out and what have you. It's like I'm not really sure what's going on. Mm. I, there's like something to do with. I don't even know how to explain this. It's just so bizarre. People were floating. People were floating. There's a baby in a tube at one point that he attaches to his chest that then goes to this like radar apparatus that comes up above his head that starts flashing this light out. <laughs> and as you're walking out of the cave, it's like all of a sudden you see these like shadow-like creatures with these tendrils coming out of them. And you're trying to sneak through this array. And all of a sudden he turns and there's one right in front of him. And oh my God. And they all just jump on him and pull him down to this like black tar pig thing. I don't have any fucking idea what's going on in this game. <laughs> like, every time I see more of it, I, I still don't know what the fuck is going on. This is going to be very much like a No Man's Sky-esque problem where it's like, the more you show of it, the more confused of it I'm going to get. Yeah, this uh, is one of those things where it's like, the more you see of it, the more convinced you are that Kojima needs a babysitter. <laughs> Adult needs, supervision. He supervision. He needs someone to kind of, like, Rain keep it an in. eye on what he's doing. Rain it in. <laughs> You know, it, whatever he comes out with, whatever it's going to be, is going to be interesting. Whether or not it will return on Sony's investment that they're paying him to do it is another story entirely. I just, yeah. I don't know what to it's think like, of this, this anymore. This is what happens when you give Kojima a blank check and say, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going for it, all right? Oh, he's going for it. <laughs> um, 
And then uh, the only other thing I wrote on my notes thing here is don't tap the glass. Don't tap the glass. Because apparently when he put the baby tube on his thing there, he taps on it, and the baby kind of, like, twitches and looks around. And I'm like, oh, don't tap the glass. It's like, <laughs> I have no no date given for this one either. It's just like, I don't even know what to think. It's so bizarre. You have to see this trailer in order to understand how bizarre it is. It is. Just, I, again, anything else we need to say about that? Not really. I don't. I have no idea. It's just so confusing. It really is confusing. Um, moving on, there was a trailer from uh, Koei Tecmo. Uh, it is uh, a teaser trailer, and then a logo popped. You weren't really sure what it was at first, mm. and you were like, "What is this? I don't even know." Uh, Neo Two. Neo Two. Which got you all excited. Mm. And uh, yeah, it was just a teaser. Not a lot to be shown of it. Yeah. Uh, very far off. And then uh, the next game up was uh, all pre-recorded gameplay, what it looked like anyway. Mm. Maybe an E3 Stitch job. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it could be. Uh, from uh, the upcoming Spider-Man game, which I that don't know. That really cool, actually. Is there any name for this? Is it just Spider-Man or is um, it just... So far from everything they've shown, it's just Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, it looks really interesting. I, you know, so like, people will probably refer to it as, you know, Spider-Man and whatever the year is that it comes out. Probably. Kind of like what they did with Tomb Raider. Yeah, probably. Uh, uh, looks really good. Combat very looks mm. pretty authentic to Spider-Man. A lot yeah, of movement, fast games, movement, fluid yeah. movement through the environment. Yeah, Spider-Man's games have always been really, really good. Like he's always had a lot of like really interesting mechanics and gameplay, and you know the way that you fight and all that. Yeah, it's it, it's it looks like it's coming along nicely. It does. It looks great. You know, again, I'm not into uh, the uh, comic book esque thing. The back so. and forth banter between him and the uh, the navigator were really funny. Yeah, I know it was, it was like he's a smart ass type of Spider Man. Oh, yeah. It's very funny. I it just you know comic books when it comes to me, I that's a big hole in in my you know uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know what would you call it like. Uh, Nerd culture type thing. <laughs> I, I have a void when it comes to comic books. I never did anything with comic books. Yeah, I didn't. So for me, s- superhero, everything, comic book, everything, it's just kind of like, eh, it looks good. It does look like a good game, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just definitely not going to be for me, though, for sure. But it looks <laughs> good. Um, no date given for this one either, which is interesting. Yes. Did Sony give any? They gave a couple. There was a there were a couple Kingdom yeah. Hearts. There was a couple other things that they gave dates for. Resident Evil Two remake. They gave a date for, which is funny enough. Which it's from Capcom, so I can't expect them to do that. But Resident Evil Two was January twenty fifth, and then Kingdom Hearts Three is January twenty ninth. Yeah. <laughs> So again, like a lot of different publishers that don't seem to want to get on the phone with each other and you know figure out so they space each other out so they're not competing as you know like they are competing, but at the same time when you release the same time as everybody else, there's only so much money to go around. Exactly, it hurts sales. I don't know if they've officially figured that one out yet or not. It doesn't seem like it. Not really. I think they figured out that November is a dangerous time to release, so we're just going to release in October. Yep. And everyone had the same idea, so (laughs) there's that. Uh, as to how many of those October releases are going to get pushed out into December or January, it might be a smart idea for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. To be perfectly fair, I think yeah. it would be very smart to push your game back a couple of weeks into December or, you know, uh, January just to – but they want the holiday sales at the same time. It's a fine line to, you know, balance. But at the same time, if they release with as many games that are in October, it's not going to end well. Yeah. Anyway, after Spider-Man, it was uh, – just an ending montage started playing, and then that was the end of Sony's conference. Yep. Any other thoughts on Sony? 
the games they showed were great. Very much so. The structure of it was weird. Definitely broke up the flow of it, especially that intermission. That was bizarre and uncalled for as well. Oh, yeah. It just, I it, that did not work out well. And it, also the fact that it was really weird with Sony is that if you notice throughout their entire conference, except for at the very beginning, there was nobody on stage. There was nobody talking on stage. It was all trailer to trailer to, you know, you know like pre-recorded gameplay or yeah, something. There's yeah. no talking in like, there There was involved. no talking whatsoever. No developers came out, you know, the uh, any other usual figures. Like, nobody came out on stage, which was kind of bizarre as well. Very much so. I yeah, I don't know how much else we can really say about that. It was uh interesting to say the least. I you know, I liked Sony's conference given the fact that that what they showed was really good. They, like you said, the games were the not games the issue. Looked fantastic. All of the games they showed looked really great. Yeah, it's just the fact of, you know, the way the the conference was structured and it was all just trailer to trailer, the gameplay to gameplay. Kind of like Microsoft in the same sense, yeah. almost. But there was more talking in Microsoft's conference, though. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. It, it, the games were amazing. It's just the structure of the conference itself was just really wacky. I liked it. I, I You know, I'd really have to search my feelings to figure out, you know, where, where did they rate or who won. E- I, we're obviously not going to say who won E3 right now because we're still trying to feel it out ourselves, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, Sony's conference, and uh, the other two things I did not watch though was I. Well, first of three things, um, I have highlights here in a second from for the news, but we did not. I did not watch Square Enix or the PC Gaming Show. I didn't. Uh, I have highlights for those. We're gonna be getting to those in just a second, and then I did not watch Nintendo's uh, E3 Direct or Direct E3 thing. Yep. Dark God did. She took notes. Yes. So Nintendo. So, Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo opens up with a uh, a game that I don't know if it's been shown before or not. It did not look familiar to me. There were a bunch of, like, giant, you know, fighter robots, like Gundam-esque robots, flying around either, like, fighting other robots or fighting, like, these giant things. And it's like, it looked really interesting. Like, it, it was kind of like smash cut of all different, like, battles and all different, like, different robots fighting, you know, all these different creatures and other things or whatever. And then it flashes up uh, Daemon X Machina for 2019. It's like, okay, that looks different. That looks interesting. And, uh, by the way, all of the games that Nintendo showed were Switch only. They did not talk about or, like, really even mention in any capacity the 3DS in any way, shape, or form. This was all Switch you know, 100% of the time, so. The uh, next up, they showed uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. It looks good. You know, we need more 3D anime games. Uh, that was given a date of September of 2018. Uh, then uh, Reggie comes on. He starts talking about uh, Pokemon. He starts talking about the uh, the new games that just got announced the other week for Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Uh, he was kind of talking about them. He was showing some footage. Uh, he was talking a lot about the Pokeball Plus, which is an accessory that you can buy that acts as kind of like another Joy-Con. But you can also, it's kind of like a Joy-Con mixed with like the Poke Walker from way back in the day from HeartGold Soul Silver, where I guess the idea is that when you buy it, it comes with a uh, it comes with a Pokemon that you can load into your game, which is Mew, which that's not broken at all. I mean, I love Mew to death, but why? But I digress. Either way. Um, and then apparently the other thing that can happen is that you can choose one of your Pokemon from one of these games to then load it back into the Pokeball Plus. Take that with you when you go out somewhere. And depending on, like, 
the motion sensors in it and like you know what it thinks you're doing and all that it'll give you rewards depending on like you know how long you were walking around with it and you know other types of variables sort of thing so i mean like it's very similar to the what they did with the pocket walker plus you know way 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 back in the day so i in japan i think that might do well I don't know how well it will do anywhere else. Yeah, that's always the risk with a lot of the Japanese developers. Some of the, yeah. especially stuff that requires like uh, a lot of the smartphone stuff or a lot of those uh, Pokemon Go S type yeah, stuff. Like yeah, a lot yeah. of people bring their phones everywhere in Japan, and exactly. it's like sharing on like yep. devices like that. It's always a Japanese thing. I don't know how well it translates to other countries like Europe and America. Yeah, it's yeah. not the same culture of mm-hmm. going everywhere on like trains and being with a lot of other people in the area. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be cool. We'll see what happens with it. But, uh, you know, he keeps talking about that, you know, talking about the, they went into a lot of detail about the specifics of it. He's like, oh, you know, there are buttons on the top of the Pokeball. You can actually use it as a Joy-Con. You can, uh, like, when you're actually trying to capture a Pokemon in the game, you can use that to, you know, potentially break your TV, depending on if you're wearing a strap (laughs) or not. Are we having another home shopping network disaster? (laughs) We might. (laughs) I'm surprised that hasn't happened since then. I am actually surprised that hasn't happened since as well. Oh, good lord. But those games are dropping November 16th, and uh, I believe the Pokemon Plus drops the same day. I'm pretty sure. And uh, so, yeah. After that, he uh, went off screen. It went into another uh, trailer for a game that I actually haven't uh, played in a million years, but I recognized immediately was uh, there's a new Mario Party coming out. So, first Mario Party on the Switch, it's called Super Mario Party. Um, they showed a Goomba, you can play as a Goomba, you can play as a couple different characters, besides just the main cast. We'll get there in a minute. <laughs> I'm looking at something else here, spoiling the notes in a second. <laughs> and, you know, Mario Party's always been a great franchise, it really has. You know, all of their games are, like, similar but different enough, but they're all, like, you know, they all have that fun element, especially when you're playing with, you know, friends and family. Couch co-op. Couch co-op. And uh, so it looks good. It looks like, you know, Mario Party, but with Switch-esque graphics. And um, it's launching on October 5th. (laughs) Shocking. So that's the thing. (laughs) Oh, dear God. So after that, they went to another trailer for uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. uh, Given a release date of spring 2019, it's more Fire Emblem. You know, it looks like more Fire Emblem. So if you're into that franchise, by all means. Uh, after that, they started talking about Fortnite, you know, everyone's favorite topic nowadays. Which is an interesting aside from this as well. I don't know if I have it in the normal news or not, though. But did you hear about the controversy with this, though? Uh, with this specifically, no. Okay, uh, I've heard Fortnite. I've a lot of things about Fortnite recently. Yeah, the, but... the details with this one specifically, it's only happened since they've announced this on E3. But yeah, it came to Switch, uh, free to download oh, today. Wait, I think I do know what and you're talking about. And here's the thing if your Fortnite account has ever been associated with a PlayStation, PlayStation 4 copy, uh, then what is happening is that it will not allow you to log in to the Switch version of the game. Yes, yes. Cause, you know, and thus Sony... giving your uh, account is only locked only exclusively to the PlayStation 4. And that is a Sony thing, apparently. Yeah, Sony's still being, you know, kind of assy about cross-play. You know, as they always have done. Yep. So, yeah, I did hear about that. The... Uh... Oh, Sony. Sony, yes. But, yeah, they were talking about Fortnite, and they were showing some, you know, Fortnite on Switch. Um, free download immediately. I think they said it was going to be available, like, right after the conference. So, you know, if you're into it again, 
And then Reggie comes back out. He starts hyping up uh, indie games. Starts saying, you know, oh, we have so many, you know, we have the most indie games of, you know, in our catalog that we've ever had kind of talk. And he uh, he selected out three of them to showcase, which was Overcooked 2, which is coming out uh, October or er, August 7th, twenty. See, even you got it. You know, into a, like this, this vocal tick of October. I know. It's like, coming it's like, October. Everything is October. No. Uh, August 7th, 2018, that is coming to Switch. Uh, then they showcase Killer Queen Black, which they just said 2018 for. They said later this year. So I'm going to say it's October. Probably. And then uh, the final thing they showcased was Hollow Knight, which I've heard a lot of good things about this game. I never played it, but I've heard it's a really, really fascinating game. And that is apparently available immediately, so that'll be good. Uh, next up, they went on to more gameplay footage of Octopath Traveler. This game still looks really cool. It still looks just like like a uh, a more extensive version of Radiant Historia. Every time I see this game, that's all I can think of is that it looks just like Radiant Historia. But that is coming out in full on July 13th. There is a demo available uh, today, actually, starting today. Yeah, June this, 14th. As of this recording. So there's that. Uh, there was a quick montage of a lot of games coming to Switch. I didn't bother trying to catch them all because they were flashing up in a million miles an hour. Uh, most of them were already talked about at other conferences. Uh, then... No big surprises in there. <laughs> Not that you could tell. Not that you could tell. The... Uh... And then they uh, they went over to uh, Shinya Takahashi, who is like, he was just kind of like talking to people and was like thanking fans for, you know, all their dedication and support for making the Switch, you know, successful as it has been. And uh, like, he wasn't really like talking about anything specifically, but he was just kind of like saying, you know, oh, I'm so thankful for everyone who's, you know, given us a chance again for this, you know, sort of situations. I'm like, yeah, okay, that was nice. And then uh, the conference ends, I think, in like a solid half hour's worth of the conference, purely dedicated to uh, Sakurai, comes on screen and starts talking about Smash Brothers for Switch. And he talks very, very extensively about the details of the new Smash game that is coming out. So he, according to him, every character that has ever been in Smash history is available in the, to be played in this game. So the roster is going to be fucking huge. Like, oh my god. Like, they were showing characters like Pichu and, you know, like, characters that we haven't seen since, like, Melee or even earlier. Like, oh my god. Every single character that's ever been in Smash is going to be available in the roster in this game, so that's going to be really cool, I think. Uh, he says that the, uh, the name of the game, the official title is... Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is uh, the official title of the game. Before that, it was just you know Smash on Switch was what people were calling it. But so Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, uh, he goes into very extensive detail about character designs, uh, talking about how like costumes and move pools have been upgraded to reflect like you know the most recent games. Like he was talking about how Link is uh, he's in his Breath of the Wild outfit and he's got a couple of moves that were you know, related to Breath of the Wild and all that. And there's a couple other characters there as well. Like, if a character has had a major game recently, their outfit and move pool have been adjusted accordingly. And uh, this was actually really cool. The next thing he discussed was that um, I don't know specifically when these are coming out. I don't know if it's with the game launch or if it's going to be separately, but uh, there are GameCube controllers that are going to be available to be compatible with this game. So it's like GameCube style controllers that look exactly identical to old school GameCube controllers, but you can uh, 
plug them into your Switch. You, they are compatible with this game. I don't know if it's this game only or if you can I use would imagine it, other it, games. It, it might be this game at first, but I would imagine yeah. uh, support will come to other games and down the road I would, would be my so. guess. I would think so, yeah, but uh, it might be just this game only to begin with. But these are really cool. I know a lot of people like playing Smash with the GameCube controller because the layout is very, uh, very like ideal for different combos and stuff. So I'm sure a lot of people are very excited about this. Uh, let's see. Uh, it goes into talking about Amiibo support. There are a couple of new Amiibos that are being released for like the Inkling and also for uh, another new character that I'll talk about in a minute. But you know, again, Amiibos, they're, they're a thing. They exist. <laughs> They sell, they so sell. they make money. They sell very well. Uh, then he finishes off with a uh, a short, like, pre-rendered trailer, like, cinematic trailer of Mario, Mega Man, and Samus walking through, like, this cave area. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you can see, like, there's something crawling on the walls, and it's like, everyone's kind of looking around. And then, like, Mario gets kind of, like, stabbed and then, like, thrown off the side of the cave. And then, you know, those two look back and he's just gone. And then uh, they keep walking and then uh, Mega Man gets, you know, stabbed and, you know, thrown off the side of the cave. And then Samus looks around, you know, she's on edge at this point. She's got her weapon out. She's looking around, looking around. And then all of a sudden this giant thing kind of like lands on the, uh, the platform in front of her. And then shadows fade back and all of a sudden it's revealed that Ridley is now going to be a playable character in Super Smash Brothers. Which is awesome. That's going to be really interesting, I think. He's uh, he's going to be, uh, I I would think just being who he is, he would be kind of OP. But, you know, for Smash, we don't know. What game is he from? Uh, Ridley uh. is Metroid. Ridley is, okay. the, uh, he's the one who killed Samus' parents. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler alert. How long ago how was long that? How long ago was that? <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, Ridley is the main antagonist in the Metroid games. He's the one who's always... Uh, coming after Samus, and she's always trying to kill him to get, you know, revenge for her parents. And so, uh, that'll be really cool to see them duke it out. And then, uh, the final big reveal for the Smash uh, segment is that the release date is going to be December 7th, 2018. Which, thank God, it's not October. <laughs> My God. Yes. Well, that was Nintendo's conference. That was essentially Nintendo's conference. Pretty good. How? What was your overall feeling of it? I liked it. I mean, I'm always into Nintendo stuff. It was interesting, though. I actually, it wasn't in my notes. I don't remember specifically where it was in the conference itself. But they uh, they touched on the Splatoon 2 Octo expansion that uh, we've known for a while has been you know coming out. They keep saying summer 2018, and it was kind of weird because. What they showed in the direct, in the official, you know, E3 presentation, they showed a trailer for it, and they said summer 2018, so I was like, okay, you know, who knows when that's going to be. Later on that evening, same day, but, like, late into the evening at, like, 7 o'clock at night our time, it all of a sudden comes to light that on Twitter, they posted a completely separate new trailer for the Octo expansion, and it uh, it comes to light that, oh, yeah, it's available tomorrow. And it's like, why didn't you just say that then? <laughs> it's very strange, but that's out now. I've been watching that on Twitch. And, uh, but yeah, it was just so weird how it was like, in the official E3 presentation, it was like, oh, you know, summer 2018. And then later on on Twitter, they decided to drop a second trailer. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's coming out tomorrow. I was like, what? 
oh, okay. But, so, that's another thing that happened. You know, if you're into the games, you probably already know that it's out. I've been watching it a lot on Twitch. It's really good. But, yeah, overall, Nintendo's conference was what I would expect from a Nintendo Direct. You know, they kind of have the same formula every time. And, uh, so, yeah, that was basically that. They dedicated a lot of time to Smash. I think the, like, the solid last, like, half hour of their conference was solely dedicated to Smash. How long was it overall? Uh, it was about an hour. Okay, that's yeah. not too bad. Yeah, so it was, like, half of the conference was just solely dedicated to Smash. And then uh, afterwards, immediately following the conference, I also watched the Nintendo Treehouse, which uh, they were showcasing Smash again. They were actually demonstrating the game. They actually had a uh, Sakurai himself was actually playing the game with a couple other people on a sofa, and uh, they were actually going through and showing off like Ridley. They were they did a couple matches with him. They were. Uh, they showed a couple of matches with, like, new stages and other, you know, new characters that have gotten upgrades. It was pretty interesting. You know, I always like watching Smash. Yep. But uh, and then afterwards as well, the next thing they showcased in the Treehouse was a more extensive look at uh, at Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. I, I don't know what to feel about this game because, like, from what they showed at the Treehouse, it looks... Like, it's going to be really awesome, and I really hope that it is. But I am still kind of wary that they're being so experimental with this one. Because, you know, it's it very clearly is a remake of Pokemon Yellow. But at the same time, like, there's no wild battles. You can only have the option to catch Pokemon in the wild. Whereas with trainers, you can actually uh, battle. They actually didn't go into any detail about how you go about leveling up your Pokemon in that case, which was kind of bizarre, but okay. They uh they started off in Viridian Forest. They were going around. They encountered a couple wild Pokemon. Uh, one thing they did confirm is that all of the Pokemon you have with you, uh, can be chosen to follow your character around, which is something that people have been absolutely dying to come back into Pokemon again. It was the Pokemon following you, and they actually demonstrated it with uh there was Charmander initially, and then they showed off like Bulbasaur and Squirtle following you as well, and uh. And then they also showed Onyx, which that was just hilarious, because it's like, the Pokemon are all actually done to scale in this game, and so, you know, all of a sudden you take Onyx out, and your character is just sitting on top of Onyx's head, and it's like, you know, 40 feet up in the air, however big Onyx is. That's interesting. So, it was cool. It was, uh, they went through the entirety of Viridian Forest, and they even went through part of Pewter City. Uh, they showcased how, like, the NPCs in the towns are now more interactive. Like, the, they will give you quests at certain points. They will, uh, you know, you can do different things with the NPCs now. And then they actually, they started to show off the first gym battle against Brock. They actually went into his gym, if you know what his gym looks like. They were talking about, you know, the thought process that went into how they designed the towns, how they designed the gyms. You know, keeping the old school tradition while also just, you know, revamping everything to make it look really good. And uh, they stopped just before they started the battle with Brock, so didn't get to see that. But it's interesting. I hope this game does well, because it looks like it has a lot of promise right now. I was skeptical about it at first, but it looks like it has a lot of promise with it right now. That's all so. you can really hope. So, yeah. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Highlights from the PC gaming show. Uh, more or less, it doesn't really sound like there was all that much, uh, you know, d uh, big news coming out of the PC gaming show this year. Uh, games shown. Hitman 2 was confirmed for November 18th. Okay. Shocking. It's not no October. 
Yeah, Hitman 2. Uh, more was shown for Just Cause 4. Uh, you know, I you know I I like the idea of Just Cause, but I don't know how well it'll if it's any different than three, which is yeah, what I said yeah. when we initially talked about it at Microsoft yep. conference. Um, a couple other uh, battle royale games were shown. Not a lot to be you know stand out. One of the standouts was Rapture Rejects. Uh, using a different you know perspective. It's one of those three quarter perspective top down mm. things. Uh, there's two. Uh, apparently there are two cab driving simulators we're showing off during the show. Uh, Neo Cab and Night Call. Okay. Could be interesting. I'd have to see the trailers for them to know yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. One's definitely more colorful than the other. You never know. It, it, yeah, this is just a picture from them. But, yeah. yeah. Neo Cab looks way more colorful than Night Call. But then again, it, that just might be a, you know, a splash screen. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the trailers for either of them yet. And then other than that, the uh, the Sinking City by Frogwares Games uh, looked intriguing. Uh, open world action adventure, a supernatural tale event that brings a flood and monsters to a small city. Oh, nice. Players test to find out what's happening. Yeah, inspired by Lovecraft tales. That might be interesting. I might look into that. Looks, The screenshot looks interesting yeah, as well. Does. Again, not really a lot standout games mm. that, you know, or things that came out of the PC gaming show. Uh, the other one is Square Enix. I got a highlight reel for Square Enix, and I'm just going to more shadow. They showed uh, slightly longer looks at Shadow of the Tomb Raider and Just Cause 4. Uh, shadow of the Tomb Raider has expanded stealth options. Hopefully, because the biggest uh, criticism from the last Tomb Raider game was that it was more action, run and gun kind of yeah, things going yeah. on. Uh, they showed off the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit and how it will connect to Life is Strange Season 2. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was wondering how it was going to tie back into the uh, the main story. Platinum Games is making a new game called Babylon's Fall. Uh, nice. Yeah, so an action game, no real word on it, probably just a teaser. They showed an extended teaser for The Quiet Man. It was a teaser for something called The Quiet Man, which looks like a brawler game. It left a lot of more uh, questions and answers. I've heard okay. some people talking about it. Could be interesting. No real word on it. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the end of for Square Enix. I've been told it was only about a half an hour long. So, yeah. Uh, should we go over news or not? You tell me. We're sitting at two hours raw right now. Uh, cut initially, I would say it would be about an hour 45. Anything more than this will go even longer. Should we hold what we have here till next week? I think that might be best, yeah. Probably best. You don't want to push too far over the, uh, the boss man's time limit. <laughs> uh, yeah, we already bashed through that. It's not going to be the second show of the, yep. of, of the week. Of the week. That's going to do that. <laughs> yeah. We'll see if we can keep the show two weeks from now under the 90 minute, but, uh. I think ugh. we will. E3 is always like this. So. E3 is always a long show. Yeah. I don't think there's much else we could talk about. There's a couple other. You know, okay. There's one thing that I will talk uh, about, though, that is related somewhat to E3 itself, though. Okay. That I just got to get this out of the way right in advance. Hopefully, I'll remember to take this one specifically off the list. Uh, so the tagline to this story is botched Amazon listing. It obviously, this, by the way, came out before E3 happened. Mm. Botched Amazon listing hints at Fallout 76 release date ahead of its E3 reveal. <laughs> uh, it was uh, it, when it first dropped. It said in, in a botched Amazon listing, Fallout you know 76 was spotted with a release date of July 31st, uh, 2018. 
before being quickly changed to a much more open date of December 31st, 2019. <laughs> That's okay. He, again, this is the reason why I don't usually, you know, talk about these types of announcements and what have you, is that the bullshit complex of when things get posted, a lot of them are, you know, like, hold placeholder dates. Yes. These companies more often than not, and the more that we find out that, that Walmart Canada leak was actually real, <laughs> the more that these publishers are not going to tell them about the game. Exactly. Because obviously they can't be trusted to hold secrets, which still baffles my mind that that was actually a real leak. Yeah. I thought apparently. for sure that was a marketing scheme. I thought so too, but it no. It felt like no. it had all the odor of it. But no, apparently that was actually legit. Which so. means whoever did it is absolutely fired at this point. Most like certainly. Most certainly. If, if it's anything like the retailer that I work for. <laughs> Which I'm sure it is. Most certainly, probably, I would imagine. But yeah, it's a, when you see these placeholders, oh, Amazon, really? No. Again, especially when they go to that December 31st mm -hmm. of whatever this year or next year is. That's always a placeholder date. Yeah, I actually had this uh, conversation with somebody on Discord recently where... Uh, you know, the other month when we still didn't know the release date of uh, the Octo Expansion thing, it's like somebody was like, oh, it's listed on the e-store for, you know, July 31st. I'm like, that seems like a placeholder to me. He's like, no, they said summer, and that's in summer. I'm like, that still seems like a placeholder. I doubt it's actually releasing on the last day of the month. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I don't know how much we could say about else to say about that. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that we need to go over right now that you think? Uh, we can talk about this, I think, because okay. this does also relate back to uh, what just happened at bit. Bethesda's conference. Yeah, so uh, you remember when we were talking about how great that troll move was when Todd Howard was saying, "Oh, what's the next Skyrim port?" Yeah, well, like, we're uh, gonna port to Skyrim next. Like, let's put it on, you know, Amazon's Alexa. He's like, "Oh yeah, funny video, funny trailer." Everyone thought it was a joke. Everyone thought it was a joke. Um, apparently, that's actually a thing that exists. Apparently, you can actually download this for Alexa, and it plays out like, you know, one of those old-school pen and paper RPGs. Yeah, which, uh, that would be an interesting playthrough for YouTube. Yeah, that's, uh, it's a thing. It it actually apparently exists. Available now, free to play. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yep. Uh, so there's that. That's a thing. Apparently, everyone thought it was a joke. It's not. I don't know if the, who they were trolling when it came to this. I think were they trolling yeah. the internet because everyone thought it was a joke and they're like, no, 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 no. It was real. When I first saw this article, my honest first thought was that the people who wrote the article didn't get the joke and thought it was real. Yeah, that was my first reaction. Given games journalism no, in yeah, this day and yeah. age, it's entirely possible. Yeah, I could see that being the case, but then I read into it and was like, oh wait. What? Uh, wait, are you serious? This is a thing? <laughs> this is a thing? What? So, yeah, that's, uh, that exists. That is a thing. <laughs> Can we play on any Alexa-powered device? And it is, in fact, called the Very Special Edition. The Very Special Edition, yeah. <laughs> that is actually its name. <laughs> Skyrim, the Very Special Edition. <laughs> because of course. Because of course. Which leads me to believe is that smart refrigerator thing that they extended to that trailer with a thing as well. I don't know at this point. I mean, everything's up in the air at this point. You never know. Yep. Gotta keep your eye on Todd Howard. Uh, yeah. Anything else we should go over or is that good enough for now? I think we can save the rest of these till next time. All right. 
Because we're definitely going a little we bit on the longer side. Long, yeah. So we're going to drop that down. Hopefully All I remember right. to do things with that. All right. So before we head on off to the final thoughts, though, what is your overall feeling for E3 2018? Uh, it was kind of a weird year. Like, every conference had issues but they were all different from each other like they all had their own specific issues very much so any other thoughts uh i mean the games were fantastic the games mm. were so good this year game one game that you're most looking forward to the most you're anticipated for uh probably that game that we were talking about earlier with the uh from Spectre Vision. Oh, transference yes that i think Is i would say probably transference that. over the from software game Sekiro or Sekiro or whatever you pronounce that. Well, I mean, Shadows Die Twice or whatever. It is. Well, that's the thing. Like, yes, I am looking forward to that because obviously it's a From Software game. But to the same token, I have played so many From Software games, and they are all very similar to each other. That is true too. So I, yes, it's a different you know place and a different story that we're in. I'm have a feeling it's probably going to play out very similar oh, to. Uh, so Blood you're One. you're actually afraid of uh, gameplay fatigue. I'm not so much afraid. Like, I love the From Software games. Like, I could play those all day, every day. The uh, But I was like, I know what to expect as far as, like, controls and general flow of combat. Okay. For that. Whereas, like, so for transference, transference. Like, that is something completely new and completely, yes. like, That one, for the record, I don't know if we mentioned this at the time or not, but that is can be played VR or traditional console. Yeah, which so we did is mention what that, saved yes. that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's good. So you're most looking forward to uh, transference. What it's is the probably one? Probably either that or control. Control is another one I it's was way up there. Yeah, that might be my. I'm not sure. But uh, what is the one game you're most worried about? Uh, I don't know. There were a handful that were kind of iffy, especially the ones that kept me like, oh, multiplayer only. It's like a that that ruined a lot world, of. Like, I don't like that that is becoming the new catchphrase. Yeah. So you can play, you know, it's an online co-op world. It's like other places, players will be present at all times. I'm like, okay, but why? Why does that have to be the thing that everything is going for now? I know. It's kind of weird. It is weird. Uh, myself, personally, my overall takeaway from E3 was it, this was definitely a better year than last year. Oh, 100%. Definitely a better year than last year. Um. There's a lot of great games coming up. As to how many of them live up to the E3 hype that they are always given, yes, is another story entirely. Uh, my game that I'm most looking forward to is probably Control. Control definitely looks it's very way up there. The one game that I'm actually more worried about, and I don't know if you'll find this shocking or not, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe not, is Death Stranding. I am worried about that game as well. I'm exceptionally worried it as to how, if it's too weird for people to understand yeah. or or what the fuck is even going on in just it. Just on, uh, on a purely graphical level, it looks great. It seems to play, you know, different from the little tiny snippets that we saw. The uh, the story, though, I don't know if that's going to be too out there. I think it's going to be too weird for a lot of people to really get into. Yeah. You know, there's going to be a lot for, like, theorists and MatPat and oh, what yeah. have you to oh, go crazy with, like, that. with like you know, different, well, you know, what metaphor are we talking about? Like, it's going to be, like, Inception Nine Ways to Sunday. <laughs> and it's, a it a is. metaphor is going to be talking about a theoretical thought of a, you know, a conceptual idea. And it's like. It gets too confusing at some points when you get too much layers of bullshit onto itself, yeah. and it's just like, ah, I know. And then like you see some people that bash certain games because oh, it's just too simplistic of you know a, a gameplay standpoint. Yeah. It's like maybe that's a good thing sometimes. I know. 
Because sometimes I don't want nine layers of Inception to, you know, <laughs> try to unpack what the fuck they were talking about and what the meaning was. And just, I don't know. I'm most afraid for that. It's a bad trend in the industry. I'm seeing that we're going to MMO, RPG, everything, or just online, you know, oh, you know, drop in, drop out, co-op all the time, online, everything, RPG, everything. It's just, ooh. I'm not really yeah. sure how else to say that. Uh, and then my other thought, though, that before we move to final thoughts, that I'm going to say, and you're probably going to back me up on this, is that okay. anybody that thinks that the Elder Scrolls Six or Starfield or whatever, Starfield, yeah. Starfield that we're talking yeah. about, if anybody thinks those are coming anytime soon, you're out of your mind. Oh, no, we're not going to see. You're out of your mind. The uh, Starfield, I'm going to say maybe 2020 or 2021 yes, at the earliest. earliest. Elder Scrolls Six. I'm not expecting to see that till 2024 or five. Yeah, eight years. Earlier this week on the Philip DeFranco show, on his Monday show, he said in the weekend, awesome. He just said Elder Scrolls Six was announced. It's one of the things he said. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's misleading a lot of people. When yeah, you say, oh, yeah. it was announced, everyone's gonna go, oh yeah, it's coming out soon. Wednesday. It was just a splash screen. They're saying that they're gonna work on that after Starfield. Is it? Yeah, I believe it is. Something like, like, and they're going to be working, like, I think they are working on Starfield right now, but it's alongside Fallout alongside, 76. But here's the thing, the problem, though, is that they said Starfield was a next-gen game. That leads me to believe that it's on the next set of consoles. Yeah. And if 2020 is the earliest I will foresee anyone talking about the next consoles. Yeah, Rampant AI says 2019. Apparently they have been working on it for several years. We'll see what happens with it. We'll see. I know again. Oh, and also, Rampant AI says Ghost of Tsushima looks really good. Oh, that yeah, does look that good. does look really, really Control good. Control is another one, though, that I'm looking mm -hmm. forward to. 2019 for Starfield, to me, seems a bit early. It does. Because if, if it was 2019, they might have more to show of it. That is true as well. Like, they barely showed anything of that. It was more of a teaser. It's like that, and then even less for Elder Scrolls Six. It was just a splash screen going over an overworld that looked really high def. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I think a lot of people are, are misunderstanding what Bethesda, I think Bethesda said this for both Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six simply so that people, people up. Up. the problem is, is that they opened Pandora's box. Yes. And now people are not going to stop talking about it. Yeah. I guarantee you, it'll be years before you're playing Elder Scrolls Six. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 100%. I don't know how much else we need to really say about that. Uh, should we just head on off to the final thoughts? Probably. Yeah, Black Magic, uh, I think they showed it just because people kept asking about it and they just wanted to shut people up. But in doing so, people are n not going to shut up about it for the next, you know, several years. Precisely. That is 100% <laughs> what I was just about to say. Exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so final thoughts. What do you have? Uh, food. Food. Uh, we, we have... Uh, we have potatoes. Chili and cheese on baked potato. Yes. I have to go to the store, though, because we have nothing to drink other than maybe <laughs> there's alcohol there's or tea. water. Or, or hot tea, or which hot is tea. bad because it's kind of still sticky in this it room. It is kind of humid, yeah. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. And, um, uh, after we wrap up here, I need to go do dishes real quick, and then when you get back, we'll be eating and probably watching stuff. Watch and jive. Uh, everyone needs to hold their breath. We finished Mario Maker, Paper Mario, play, or it's Paper Mario. Paper Mario, the thousand-year door. Game Grumps playthrough. That's what yes. it is. Not Mario Maker. I don't know yeah. why I had Mario Maker <laughs> on the brain. I don't know. Uh, well, uh, Paper Mario playthrough. Yeah, we finally Paper finished Mario that. Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door. Finished that up. What did you think of that? That was good. It was funny. It oh, was yeah. pretty good. I don't understand though. And uh, granted, there was a couple of breaks they had in there where they were gone for like 
weeks to months at a time. Yeah. Uh, but I don't understand how you can learn a mechanic about a game and then come back and not use it at all. Like, it just kind <laughs> well, of gets frustrating kinda, towards the end. That's just kind of a grumps thing. Because <laughs> remember, even Danny said that when he actually took some time off and just grinded, he learned a lot more. And he was like, okay, I see why people were mad at me now. Because, you know, it is different when you're having to focus on talking yeah, that and is being true. funny I, at the same time. I will 100% guarantee having someone that has done ga- live gameplay commentary on different games and what have you, to you would not believe how when you're trying to think of something funny to say and to keep a conversation flowing and going, what is your thought process for what you're doing while playing a game, it puts such blinders on you. You get such tunnel vision. Time goes by so quickly. If you've never done it before, it's it's another it experience really entirely. It, it's really it is hard. way harder to do than a lot of people think. Yeah. And I have done that before to some degrees of success. I have as well. Uh, yeah, with Mario Maker, mm-hmm. we've done Mario Maker before. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's just, it, it's a lot harder to do. So I can understand it from that aspect entirely. Mm. That definitely does thing, but it's a good thing. We finished it. Uh, it was very long. It's now finally my turn to choose something. <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to try to, uh, uh, spoiler, I might try to con you into getting another choice in for another short series in between before you get to choose again because, <laughs> damn, that was long. That was perfectly fair. Uh, right now, though, we are watching something subtitled Crunchyroll. You weren't expecting this choice. Mm. I, w- I wasn't expecting it because I thought for some reason it was still airing. I don't know why. Well, I this was that, uh, but, yeah. was this winter this year? Or yeah. Was it older than that? I honestly can't remember. A place further than the universe. Yeah, that's been really good so far. Yeah, three I'm episodes in, that. it's looking really good. It looks really good. It's really funny so far. Really funny. It's hilarious so far, but I'm liking it. Oh yeah, it's going good. Uh, and then I'm thinking about another shorter series to squeeze in after that before you get another choice. Uh, <laughs> and I believe that is all we're playing right now. I'm doing a lot of Factorio right now myself yes. personally. I'm playing on uh, the mod pack for Factorio Plus Plus, mm. and I haven't even gotten to the part where we get to the Plus Plus, you know, portions of it. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I don't know uh, what else we're gonna be doing. We need to get back to. It is. Uh, Nino Kuni 2. That's yes. it. We need to write to Nino Kuni, uh, Nino Kuni 2. And I have also, in my PS4 right now, I have Monster Hunter World sitting there that's been sitting there for the past week. Because, you know, I've been busy with E3 stuff, so I haven't really been getting the chance to play it. So, uh, I played a little bit of that. It's interesting so far. It's really, really annoying how they try keep trying to shove the online stuff at me, though. And that's another and then, aspect and of then they the online everything. Because I don't have PS yeah, Plus. That's another aspect of the online everything that doesn't quite you know, line up with... Uh, not only does people not have the right internet to be able to do that all the time, but then also uh, the um, some people just don't pay for multiplayer, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like every single time I boot up, um, you know, Monster Hunter World, it's like, oh, do you, would you like to start a new online session? Or would you like to join an online session? Like, those are the only two options. I say start an online session, and it's like, oh, you don't have PS Plus? I'm like, no shit, start it in offline mode. Just give me that choice to begin with. <laughs> My God. But yeah, uh, there's not much else really to say about that other than I definitely need to get back to Nino Kuni 2, and I don't yes. think there's much else. There will be another show in two weeks' time. Uh, at uh, where is the 28th of yes. June uh, will be when we will be recording our next episode as to whether or not Kaz will be there or not is still to be seen. Mm. I don't believe there is much else to be had with that. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, one more quick uh, thing that I probably should have mentioned in the side notes, but I wasn't even thinking about it at the time. But uh, 
I think actually just last night, I, uh, I finally broke down and made the decision to uh, start off my own Patreon for my artwork. So it's uh, patreon.com slash darkgodakito. We'll bring you to my page. If you search for Queen Akito or Akito Silver, I think it is, it will uh, it'll, it should pop up as well. But that is mostly focused on uh, my artwork and, you know, just... Because a lot of people tell me that, uh, like, you know, they want to support my art, but they don't know, like, you know, I take commissions from people on DeviantArt. But it's like some people are like, you know, oh, I don't have, like, a character to, uh, to ask for a commission for. Like, you know, I don't particularly want, you know, a picture drawn from it. It's like, this is just kind of an alternative option if people so choose to uh, do, you know, the $1, $5, $10, $20 options for monthly support. So there's that. It's a thing. I'll link to it in the show notes. Yep. And I myself personally don't think I have anything else as it pertains to side notes. So mm-hmm. if you're done, then until next time. Don't choke the chocobo. Bye. Bye now and see you later.